I think I think I've boiled it down to for me anyway. Uh, things that intrude on what I consider my safe space. Yeah. Scare me. So like, and that everybody's space safe space is different, right? So like, if I see a film or a trailer or something, and it's like the the thing that's happening in the film if a person in that care uh, if a character in that thing has a safe space like me and then it gets infiltrated by a thing that's bad that's that that is like oh that scares me and like because i'm witnessing my like it's, i could like picture myself being that person i guess in that scenario and mm-hmm. that creeps me out um yeah I've, but it's taken me a long time to figure that out yeah see the <laughs> thing I used that, to be like i don't know why <laughs> the, the thing that fucks me up the most is like enclosed spaces like getting buried alive yeah. i'm just like <laughs> nope no nope. i will nope the fuck no. out so fast <laughs> way way back when i was in college we did a haunted house mm-hmm. and we got the smallest person because it was coffins and there was going to be like vampire hunters and stuff and we got one of my roommates who was a tiny small girl and asked her to be in the coffin because she she would fit comfortably mm-hmm. and she got in and was like hell no i'm not going there. Go, 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 don't you close don't you close that casket and we're like yeah. okay i guess we need a new vampire so I was like, I'm not claustrophobic or anything. So I just got in the, I just got in the coffin. I was, I was yeah. cool. It was, it was, it was cozy. It was, it was warm. No problem. Oh, nice. Easy. Interesting. All right. So we'll have each of us will be in this betrayal game that we're about to play, right? Uh, each of us will be the character. Like each of us has a thing we're afraid of, and the other person's like, "Don't worry, I got you." Like I'll be the one that gets in the coffin. Oh, you you the handle the blood, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm if, well, we, I'm down. if if we were the characters, like if it was us in the game, I mean, right? Like we'll be the. <laughs> I can right. I can be the shaggy like character like zoinks zoinks. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. In yeah. in Betrayal Legacy, the fourth area is outside, like the grounds. Ooh, the... gotta love a haunted uh, like courtyard or some shit. Right. Yeah. There's like or courtyard. Garden. There's like oh a hanging tree and a graveyard and uh, Ooh. all sorts of stuff. And then there's like cool items that you would only find outside, like a pitchfork or you know, mm-hmm. yeah. A sickle. I played through Betrayal Legacy twice. I can confirm it's probably my favorite version of the game. Uh, I can also. It's nice. just a blast. We okay. we will definitely be. Going into that um, at oh, that's length fine. because oh that's fine <laughs> I like it it is it is a, a badass version of this game for sure yeah oh we might need a spoiler warning oh yeah we can spoil the hell out of it it's all good oh, it's yeah, yeah. Four, yeah, right the so, wait when was the when was the expansion because yeah I think if it's, it's at least about... ten years old it's probably okay to spoil out uh, Betrayal right? Legacy <laughs> is only maybe five years old four is years that... old oh I I think it's sooner than that hold on let me look it up. It's probably yeah. I, I'm gonna say 2018. Maybe oh dang! Yeah, so it's newer than. Drum roll, please. Maybe it, it is 2018. Wow! Oh, what a dude! What a pull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like probably my third favorite game. So. <laughs> that's pretty. That's a bold. Wow! That's a bold. Uh, that's a bold claim. Well done. All right. Yeah. Well, we're if glad to have you, you are on for kind that, of then, on the fence case. about Betrayal, Betrayal Legacy fixes a lot of issues that existed with Betrayal Second Edition. Right. Okay. And then they carried over those, a lot of those fixes into Third Edition. So. And nice. more importantly, okay. losing feels good. Like it doesn't feel great, but it feels good because you get a permanent piece of that. Like you don't feel like you've completely wasted your. Well, time. that that gets wow. into into a greater. I I don't know if we're like recording re- recording. That oh, gets yeah, into, no, everything's on, yeah. That gets into a, a greater issue for me, which we can we can talk about now or later, which is for me, um, Betrayal is not so much actually a board game, but is a Ooh. storytelling experience. Yes. I was going to say that too. Yeah, so, it feels like that to me, yeah. So I would the, agree. So winning or losing is not really the point. It's just what is the story that we're telling tonight? And the yeah. story might be that the monster kills everybody because that right, happens sometimes in B movies. Yep, the that... monster kills everyone, <laughs> right. and sometimes it's that the 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 unsuspecting people just destroy the monster. And right, sometimes that's cool too. And you have to go into a game of betrayal knowing that that is it, and and being like. You you like you have to like get into a a, a zen. I feel like, like mm-hmm. I like I'm like okay. I'm becoming a B horror movie actor. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Great. Okay. I'm here. I'm like you know you got to like get into the zone, and then just yeah. like it's it's kind of like you know um, Woodland War Machine has talked about the the circle, right? Or like a circle. game of root. Yeah. You know, the magic circle. There's a magic circle where you're like okay, like. We're gonna do this. We're gonna like role play this, basically. Like you know, mm-hmm. you have to, like, because you you can have an okay time playing betrayal if you're just like, yeah, let's gamer this, right? But the most fun that I've had is with people who are like, okay, I am, you know, I am Joseph Broseph Hooper. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> let's do this, dude. You know, and they like put on a voice. They affect, you know, do it, you know, and they or they, you know, role playing. They're like, oh man, my dude, he's just like a party guy, so he's gonna like go into this room and ah, glug glug. Okay, oh cool, I found. What's this? You know, right, doing right, a right. little like just a little bit of role playing. It doesn't need to be like a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Or but it could be a lot if you really want to. It like, can, that's also great. It can yeah, be a lot. Right. But, like, a little bit of role playing in this game goes such a, goes long, a long way. way. I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, playing like, with theater kids is always a good time. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that is something that, you know, one of my best friends is a theater kid. So, like, and I'm right. always playing with him. So, but, like, even so much so that, like, that little bit of role playing, you know, we can, we'll go into, I, I can go into, like, one of the times that I played, I think I was the traitor and I was, like, a mermaid or something like that. And, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and the whole point of it was you were just trying to run away. And, like, even though you're quote unquote the traitor and you're the quote unquote bad guy, right? Because of like the little bit of role playing and because of how much they had powered up, I felt like the good guy, and that like uh, all of the other people, you. like they were hunting uh, me down, yeah. and I like it was just it was this really weird thing. It was like I'm supposed to be the bad guy here, but these guys are freaking scary, so I'm just gonna <laughs> run away, and ho- I can't even remember what like my win condition was. It was like survive for so long until the, the whole house floods or something like that oh, and i was okay, like yeah. i'm just gonna run away and hope the house floods kills them <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah because these motherfuckers are like that like guns and shit and we're leveled up and all this you know i was like nope i'm running yeah, away <laughs> yeah fuck yeah flee and that's a, that's an interesting like it just has a game like i've never so this is my first time playing something like this before and like being mm-hmm. experiencing it and it's interesting i think I mean, it's interesting in a lot of ways, but just to speak to that point you just made, there's a very interesting sort of dynamic going on in a game where, like, the objective, um, A, like, changes midway through the game without your consent, which is, I mean, that's, like, I don't know if I like that or not, but that's just interesting that that happens. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes the best thing to do is, like, to not engage with the thing that it sets up for you to do, like... Like, hey, you're a monster. So, like, I, I was the villain or the whatever mm-hmm. they're called, the traitor, right? And right. I was like, all right, well, the thing that you should do probably is, like, seek out and kill these people. But, like, I could very easily, like you just described, see a scenario where, like, depending on what's going on, the best thing might actually be to just wait for them to kill themselves because of other stuff that's going on. Right, other stuff that's going on. Then to actually or, seek out to kill them, right? And, or, like, that's so cool that, like, right. that it provides both of those avenues. Right, right? or, like, the last time I was playing... I was like a mad scientist. I was the traitor. I was the mad scientist. And I had to stay in the control room and mm-hmm. control a bunch of zombies. And Ooh, okay. as soon as I left the control room, zombies stopped spawning. So I'd still have zombies, but they would stop spawning. And I was like, uh, okay. they were killing the zombies fast enough that I had to stay in that room. So I couldn't go and kill yeah. them. I had to stay there and like keep spawning zombies and hope that the zombies <laughs> would do enough damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had like fucking suit of armor on one dude, and the zombies <laughs> did not do enough damage. And I was like, right, shit. Right. <laughs> uh, oh man, but, that's that's crazy. But like that, that is also like part of it. Is, like sometimes like wonky stuff happens. Like it's a very hard game because people are always like, "Well, this isn't balanced." And I, it's really funny. So I played through the entirety of Betrayal Legacy. Okay. Uh, which is a campaign style version of the game that's 14 um, games that you play sequentially. Oh, um, okay. uh, I did it during COVID. We played once a week. I had a group of four people. We played once nice. a week and it was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but then at the end, I went and like looked at like a, there's a, a, a BGG post that had like um, the designer answering questions and all sorts of stuff. And it was amazing to see 
that there were so many people who'd be like, yeah, haunt number 34 is just so broken for the trader. Like they just, <laughs> and then like literally two posts down, they'd be like, are you kidding me? We like one shot the trader. Like we destroyed <laughs> him. And it's just like, because of the way the dice work in this game and the way combat works, you can just yeah. have those wild swings. Like we had a game where, a sh- like we got to the trader thing. It was a one where there was no trader. It was just a Shogoth controlled by the game. So okay. it was all four of us. And it just so happened that like the guy who went first happened mm-hmm. to have like the item that we needed to defeat the Shogoth. Literally walked up to the Shogoth, punched him in the face, had a clock that gave him an extra turn, punched him mm-hmm. in the face again, and the Shogoth died. Oh and that was God. it. The, the game was over. It was just like, holy oh, oh, shit. We literally just punched the shit out of this Shogoth, and he didn't even get a turn. <laughs> Ladies like, and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> right? It's just like, I could just imagine, like, you get this great story of the show, horrible Shogoth comes in from an elder dimension, and like, some dude just comes oh. and punches him in the face a couple times, and it dies. Dude. It's just like, and that's what makes it such a good game is you get stories you get remember that time that we did this oh my god that was crazy yeah yeah interesting that's such you know, a unique thing for me like i don't know about like so the we like i guess every gamer has his own journey or whatever but mm-hmm. like for me i mean that i guess that makes sense that's true for everything that's not just games but i like when I think about a game, I'm, I don't have the background to where that is something that I would even know would be like the point of that experience necessarily, right? Like that can happen in other games, I think, but like that's not, I feel like it's built in, it feels like anyway, I've played, um, so, you know, just to reveal the curtain here, and this is why uh, we, the four of us collectively are all here together. I've played one time and it wasn't uh, with four players um, and Decoy taught me and uh, I think Decoy's played he's played more than me i don't know who's played the most of the four of us but like i wouldn't have known oh which is why i'm glad i got to play it right that uh this sort of thing is something that you would even look for in the experience of let's sit down and play a game together like Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating to me that something like a a system can have like a built-in mechanical whatever it is and i want to kind of get to the root of what that is that makes it so that that can happen. That's, but it's not like D and D or something that's like you know it takes hours and hours and hours yeah, and hours right. and like fucking a ton of sessions and a specific person who doesn't even get to play in order for that to happen. It's like right. That's a and, tall ask for the average right player and, maybe. And but this one from a certain know. and from a certain point of view, you really are kind of playing a role playing game. Yeah, that you're building the map of the role playing game. The, right. the the deck is kind of the DM. And you're all players. You have stats. The stats go up. The stats go down. down you find right. items that help you. <laughs> things happen to you. Random encounters. Like It is like a horror-based RPG distilled and boiled down into what are the, what's the basically the minimum amount of components that we need to, to get that full RPG experience mm-hmm. in an hour and a half, two hours. Where you, that's impressive. That's an impressive feat. <laughs> like, it, it, which is why I'm just like I nerd out over this game all the time because I'm just like, how did they do this? What dark sorcery did they <laughs> like? What may demon? I, may I interject? Yes. Ooh, yeah. bring it. There, there is no demon to me. It is just kind of because I have had betrayal games, and I will say Legacy was a lot better. Mm. I've had betrayal games that just I, I am the person in the BBG chat that's like, oh. 
this was unbalanced. It's like, what do you mean? It was unbalanced in the other direction. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I've had haunts just completely collapse on themselves. And this is more in the second edition. Mm, I've okay. not played the first, I will clarify. Okay. But just like, oh, we need to find this item. Oh, we start with that item. We've got the item already. Like, <laughs> oh, right, right. Sometimes it's like, away. right. It's like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's like, find the crystal ball. And you're like, we already have the crystal ball. And it's like, and then find the church. And you're like, I'm standing in the church. In the church. <laughs> okay, cool. This is going to go fast. <laughs> and and then sometimes kind of... you're like, the church. Where the fuck is the church? <laughs> Bottom of the stack or Bottom. you already discarded it. Right. 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 You're like, crystal it. ball. What crystal ball? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that's probably the biggest criticism I have of Betrayal. And it's like, that's, again, that's kind of the nature of the beast is you have so many random encounters. It's like, oh, man, what's going to happen? 50 haunts? You know, that's insane. That is but insane. You just that's never so know where you're going to end up in that. And so you can have games that are super memorable experience. Uh, and you can have games that just kind of completely fall apart. And I right. will say, I really like the changes that happened with the expansion widow's walk for second edition it okay. solved a lot of the issues like oh no i'm stuck in the basement all game mm. yeah, it yeah added sure. a lot of movement ish uh, yeah which they we we for yeah also peeling back the curtain we're literally sitting in a tabletop simulator game of third edition which also has a secret staircase in the basement to let you get back up back up so you can't you, the game. Yep. right yep. so you're not getting stuck down there if you do fall in you're like all right great let's 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 find our way back there, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit worried that decoy because he we, when we played it, he fell uh, first. His mm -hmm. like chainsaw, be, like beefcake dude character <laughs> fell down like really quickly in there, and I was like, "There's a hole to a basement." Like, and I didn't know it was coming. I had no clue, right? So I was like, "Is he fucking gonna be stuck down there?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it like a one yes. one way ticket? Yeah. You know? And I was like, "That is potentially." good problematic i don't know what else is down there right like, I, like, and then I was, like, nervous and there's him, also you know? like <laughs> there is also like a magic elevator that can go to any floor and like any yeah, yeah. any opening we, which is cool we love the mystic elevator right. so much my uh one of my favorite parts about uh, we're gonna be bouncing around quite a bit here because uh most people who have probably played betrayal have probably played um edition two second edition okay. uh that's been that's... out for quite a while it has okay. an expansion called widow's walk yeah, yeah. um then, That's what we played, right, Decoy? The second edition? Yes, right. Edition. Then okay, okay, okay. in 2018, Betrayal Legacy came out, which was, okay. like I said, this whole cool campaign. And then literally just, I think, like four or five months ago, third, oh, shit. third edition came out um, yeah. and took a lot of those things. So they keep reiterating. Yeah, right. it's 20 so, years old now. That's right, pretty cool that they keep doing that. They keep iterating, which is awesome. But one of my favorite things is everyone has that experience when they first play the game. Someone falls in and they're like, oh, crap. You know, like, how are we going right. to get up? All this stuff. Right. In Betrayal Legacy, you start the game and there's just a fucking staircase to the basement oh. on this main tile of three. And you're like, there's a staircase? What the hell? This is awesome. We can just go to the basement. Great. And you do Anytime, that yeah. for like the first six or seven games or eight games. Like for the first maybe two thirds of, of the campaign, you can do that. And then all of a sudden you come back one year and there's a sticker that you put on top and you oh. close off that staircase. And you're like, oh, oh. oh. oh no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, it's fuck. just this great visceral moment where you're like, I'm in the game. Oh no. We're okay. Fucked. Yeah. We're, we're, we're finally figuring out some history. <laughs> yeah, we figured out how it happened. You know, it like uh yeah. and it just adds this like just little bit of crunchiness to the game of that moment of like, oh, some people who have played the original game will get this cool little moment when you put that sticker on and all of a yeah. sudden 
you're transforming the house into the house that you will eventually play in in the other games and it's it's such a cool moment that is pretty <laughs> sweet it's like the callback homage like uh, you know when harrison ford comes back it's like i don't know indiana jones but like in this other because uh, that, that this movie came out and it, it came to me for some reason but it's like oh yeah like that one random scene in that first movie that like only the diehard fans know or people who are like really old right and, right like, well came out, i mean remember but like the I, new I, folks, I, I will say indiana jones has one of my favorite callback moments in oh shit in the, in the third movie when they're going yeah. through the crypts and he goes she's like oh my gosh what is this he goes uh it's the it's the ark of the covenant she goes are you sure and he goes i'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> I was there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's such it's a great moment. It's like one split second. You're just like, ah, it's good. Uh, they, that's it's what they good. Did. It's good I comeback. My favorite moments from Betrayal Legacy is it does the horror like twist two thirds of the way in like three or four times. Like some haunts have just like a surprise twist at the end. Uh, there's all sorts of plot twists that happen as you progress through the time periods. Yeah, yeah. It's constantly keeping you on your toes. And it even starts with, in my opinion, one of my favorite plot twists in any kind of narrative board game, stuff like that. Yeah, Full yeah. spoiler territory. So okay. if you want well, to play Betrayal Legacy, I know you can't find a copy. Skip, they don't like, exist fine. anymore. Skip forward like 30 seconds, 30, yeah, 40 yeah, yeah. seconds now. The, you're, the first you trigger, yeah go you ahead. go ahead you go okay. ahead you explain it when fine. you when the haunt is triggered like you don't have much of anything right you're just kind of wandering around this like small manor right. I, it, at this point it's almost like a house because there's, there's only like not eight tiles. tiles on the first one yeah, you yeah add tiles every single game and then okay. you re of course by the way the year is 1666 so you know some shit's oh, gonna go down well that's interesting all right that's a good year <laughs> yes right and so you feel this dark magic somewhere around this, this like, you know, little building and right. you can't quite place it. And then you're like, one of you is a witch oh. and you're handed lottery tickets, right? Oh, for three, Wait, uh, four or five players. Okay. And you have to scratch them off. And one of them will say if you're a witch or not. And what? Any, every turn yep. that you don't hit somebody, you take psychic damage. You have to keep punching people. Oh my God. Yes. And so one of my friends that I was playing with, we were in a three-player game, he immediately just jumps me, right? And so I'm <laughs> fighting for my life. My buddy comes in and saves me at the last moment. And my friend is just like, well, I was human, so GG. And me and my friend stared at each other bug-eyed. And I just went, oh, no. Because <laughs> neither of us were the witch. And the moment we looked at each other, we knew. Oh, shit. And so my friend ended up killing me. And of course, we flip over to the page, and there was no witch. We just killed each other because we thought there was a witch. Oh, bro! There was no witch the whole time. And you're like, oh, dude. They're just messing with you from day one. It's yes. great. That's, that's a pretty cool. Like, I guess that leans into the like sort of. I guess I don't know if this is the treatise of this like game or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but when Decoy was introducing it to me, um, and Decoy, maybe you can speak more to this since like this was kind of your style with it. He was like, oh, uh, like when you, you know, I think he said he liked doing it. Maybe Dico, you can speak to it better. But he, he was like, you kind of want to like, like you guys said before, lean into the sort of narrative pieces. And I had never experienced something like that before. So I was like, okay, like I can try to do that. But I didn't really know what that meant. But I can mm -hmm. like, the, it sounds like they've taken that. So this game was 04 uh, when it like originally its first iteration. Right. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like they've sort of taken either what they've learned from themselves or like other games that iterated on it since then and sort of, I don't know if perfected it's the word. I wanted to ask you guys this anyway, but honed it sort of like honed the, yeah, like 
I guess they've they've leaned into the thing that was good about it, maybe. Right. I mean, and there's even um, so if you if you like look at all of the haunts from second edition and all of the ones from third edition, a lot of them are new in third edition, but there are copies of some of the old haunts that have been, quote unquote, fixed. So they've like taken feedback from players and, quote unquote, kind of fixed or like just like done homages to older haunts in the new edition going, okay, we know that you really liked that one where I, I don't, I don't know. Cause I haven't actually looked and done them all, but it's like, Oh, that sure, one sure. where you got shrunk down and a cat was chasing you, but the cat was way too strong and the cat always won. So right. we, we balanced the cat and now it's more balanced and you can play it again. And okay. in, in this new system where it's a little bit easier and there's both, you know, the, that, you know, you can play it in the new edition, but it's that same thing that, oh, we all really liked that haunt. That was a fun one, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I got you. One of one of the best parts of the third edition is they they it used to be like you just have this um giant chart of like the the bad stuff that can happen if you find uh, the omens and uh, then what yes, room you're yes. in. And there's this giant chart and that tells you what haunt it is out of the fifty. Right. Right. There's now a deck of five cards that give you a prompt of like, what is, what's, why are you all here? Right. And then each of them has a list of haunts. And those are the haunts that you can play from oh. that prompt. Yeah. It's A, not completely random. It gets you a little right. bit into the role playing. And it also goes, okay, we're going to play, you know, the first sale one. We're all here because there's a, a an estate sale. And, you know, we're going to play this five or six times. All right, we've ticked off six of the ten, or six of the eight, whatever it is. All right, we're going to we're gonna take a break from that one because we're going to get a repeat haunt if we do that. Let's do the Paranormal Investigators one because we, we know we haven't done any of those haunts. Oh, you know? so you can, like, sort of optimize the variability. Or, right. I mean, is that even, I don't know if that's right, even the idea. Because if you do play it. this game enough, eventually you're going to get a repeat haunt. Repeats. Where right. you're going to go, oh, yeah, this is this one. We have to find the thing and then take it to the, the church. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I got I don't I necessarily playing repeat haunts as long as it's not recent because there's so many... Like, just the board will be different. The items right. will be different. Who you're playing right. with will be different. Right. I mean, and and the that was the great... The thing I loved about Widow's Walk is because it added another 50 haunts. So that goes right. from 50 to 100. And you're like, Bro, no way I'm going to play a repeat. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I will say, all 50 haunts were written by guests. And they are definitely the most unbalanced of the two haunts. But however, they're just very silly and very fun to play. Uh, which, oh, the, the Widow's Walk ones? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Pencil and Ward is a is one of his scenario is very funny. The guy who made Adventure Time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's a giant head that you find in the attic and it's just hanging out. It's not <laughs> evil or anything. It's just like, hey, how's it going? And Whoa. the trader feels so bad for this head that it's unable to eat anything that it's <laughs> going to feed it, all of their friends to the head, even though the head does not want to do that. Yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. What? It's super morbid and messed okay. up, dude. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this makes me want to go play Betrayal so hard. Because <laughs> I, I was have, about to say, I, I've not gonna, had that one. That's great. <laughs> we're gonna have to like. I mean, so Deco, I want to ask you this question specifically before we get into like the nitty gritty of some of the things. Um, would like based on what you've heard because i think of the four of us you're so uh, if if you don't count me i it's i feel like you're the newest to the game maybe is that right 
Yeah, definitely. These guys so, have played way more of this game than I have. Yeah, yeah, so, which is why we're so grateful that they're on, right? So my question, I guess, is like based on how they've been describing the changes and the updates and stuff, does it seem like something that you would say is like – so hey, let me let me back, back into my question. So I feel like um, – uh, decoys mentioned before on on the show and stuff that he's sort of interested in the like narrative storytelling style he likes nemesis the co-op stuff right so mm-hmm. based on what you've heard now decoy would you say that like this is going to be something that you'd be interested in pursuing like now that you've heard some of this newer stuff and the changes that they've made or is it still something where you're like i get it but like i still do these other ones that i know i already like or i'll still like branch in these other these other paths because i feel like you've sort of you have a like this is sort of your genre i feel like in a way yeah kind of so like there's like four things that are they're sticking out in my mind. One, yeah. Right when I joined this server, this gaming server, mm-hmm. y'all tried to run a betrayal legacy campaign. And oh yeah. It fell apart because people got busy, and I was yeah, in that yeah. game, mm-hmm. and I figured yeah, out yeah. The, the twist part like very early. I said it out loud, mm-hmm. and I said, "Wouldn't it be funny if?" And I was right. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, "This game's amazing. I would love <laughs> nice. to continue playing it." And then it just didn't get off the ground. Sure, so that's sure. one. I would play Betrayal Legacy over uh, okay. or again or in, in some capacity if we had okay. someone that was going to be able to run it. Right. You kind of uh, just, especially for TTS, you need somebody who like has, knows all of the stuff. Because like in TTS, you have to like load in stickers from Imager and then like, oh yeah, it, it's like a whole, attach to the cards. right. It's uh, kind of a pain in the ass. Once you know how to do it, it's like second nature, but it's, right. it's a pain in the ass to get set up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So that's one. Two. Okay. I would be down to play third edition of this because I haven't played this except for once with Endgamer here. Um, right, right. Several months, several months back. And okay. it does seem to fix some of the problems that were present in second edition. Okay. I'm also like shocked that you guys haven't played first edition. Like, when did you guys get into this game? Oh, I yeah. Mean, I got this game, it was probably like right when I got out of college. So that would have been like a little over maybe like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that. Okay. So okay. I, th- I okay. think when I, I think what happened is uh, there used to be a board gaming show on YouTube called oh. uh, Tabletop, hosted mm-hmm. by Will Wheaton, uh, which ran for three, four seasons, something like that. Yeah. Um, and he would just uh, get a bunch of like nerdy, famous people together and they'd play a board game in real life. Uh, <laughs> and um, that was one of the games that? that they had had on it in like the first season. They had Betrayal, and it was second edition. And I yeah. saw, watched them play it, and I was like, "This, I, I have got to go get that game right, yeah. right now!" <laughs> Hell yeah, nice. <laughs> like, got on Amazon and ordered it immediately. <laughs> right, right. Like, this is definitely for me. Yeah, like, I got this you. is my shit. <laughs> does does the second edition come with the base game? Like, so because like you know, the, sometimes it's like, oh, like there's an expansion or there's a second round, and it like it, you add stickers to the original, or like does it come with all fresh stuff? You don't have to get the original game in order to play like second edition if you go and buy it, for example. Yeah, second second edition is just the whole thing. It's a it's a standalone, standalone box, okay. standalone. standalone. So, and then yeah, Widow's like... Walk was an expansion on that that added a bunch of new tiles and items okay. and events and omens and stuff like that. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, all all three of these printings are separate. You can you can buy them and play them separately or not. You probably sure. are not going to be able to find first edition because it was it's been it's been out of print. Like second edition took it over. Right. I right. Right. That I played first edition because I am now dating myself because I also <laughs> played it when I was in college, and that was way before that. Like so that was it. <laughs> yeah. There, there was right. Right. Edition of the game. So I know I played right. that one several times. 
And nice. I was like, this is fun and cool and interesting, but all of those same problems that you guys are mentioning are, are there in that game. And it's very, right. like with, I remember the first game we played just totally flopped and I don't remember what it was. Cause that was, uh, 15 years ago, whatever. That sure. Was. Yeah. And like the second game was better, but we were like, ah, it's a kind of a cool experience, but maybe we'll only play it twice. And it wasn't yeah. our game. We went to somebody's place and they brought it over to our place. We played it a couple times. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I didn't play it again for a long time. And I played second edition. That was actually pretty good too. Yeah. But by then there were other games in this genre and just more board games in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cause it's the sort of originator you said, right? Yes. This is like when this came out and when we first played this, there was nothing like this. Like this is a yeah. new brand new experience to me. It was one of the first heavy duty board games I ever played. Right. Way back in college. Yeah. I and... think, I think I, I got, it's probably up there in my first like heavy duty board games that I played also. Like before this, I oh, shit. like I played like Catan once and I played like maybe Ticket yeah. to Ride. But this was the first one that I was like, oh, I'm going to need to buy this and have it at my house so that when my friends come over, I can play this, you know, Just set like, it up. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a pretty similar boat as well. I got into it during college, but pretty early on, I would say probably 2014, 2015. So less than mm-hmm. a decade. Mm-hmm. But it's, nice. been, it's been an absolute blast. The moment I played it, I was like, this is exactly the campy kind of fun I want. You know? Yeah. And Sounds it's like really- it's kismet. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I have a question for you guys, because you, you keep, mm-hmm. we keep mentioning second edition fixes some of the problems and issues and stuff. So is... Are the root of the issues like just the fact that the haunts can be so random that like sometimes they work based on what's happened already and sometimes they don't? Or are there other issues that you guys are referring to? That's the big rub is you never one. know where you're going to end up. And, you know, there are some haunts that aren't very well balanced. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really hard to balance around a game that has so many variables. Right. You know? I mean, the fact that the dice that you are doing everything with have a zero, a one, or a two, and that you're sometimes <laughs> doing multiple. So, like, what I when I talked about before, the guy who like walked into a room with a shogoth and <laughs> just like, punched the shogoth, <laughs> right. he happens to have gotten like he was the guy who was a strong guy to begin with. He had gotten like one plus up, so he was rolling like five dice, right? So, and I he got like an eight or a nine, and the shogoth got like a two. And they're just like, Fuck. okay, you just do like a crap ton of damage to this off, I guess. Cool. Like, I have this thing that lets me take a second turn. Can I do that? You're like, yeah, should do it again. It's like, do it. Hit him again. Just, yeah. The odds are still in your favor. You know, the Shogoth is rolling like a three and he's rolling five of these dice that could right. hypothetically show up on two for each of them. It's just like, yeah. It's by nature this like weird, crazy, swingy game. And I think mm-hmm. it's it, in a weird way, it reminds me. Um, of uh, this, I'm gonna ship my let, let my my real nerd flag fly. Um, <laughs> the designer of Magic: The Gathering, the head designer Mark Rosewater, often yeah. talks about um, why the mana system in Magic: The Gathering is the way it is and why it works okay. and why it is. I'm I'm saying this. He doesn't say it this way. Is the best mana system. In, in, in trading card games okay. because it has that variable. There, You get these big swings where you get too much mana. You get too little mana. You have these moments where you can go, oh, you know what? I lost, but it was because I didn't draw enough mana. Or it's because I drew too much mana. Or 
you know, uh, I'm yeah. this newer player, but I got the perfect distribution of mana. And this player who's more experienced than me, he didn't have a great draw. He didn't get enough mana. So I was, me, this new player, was able to beat this player that's technically better than me, maybe has a better deck, but right. I was able to win. You know, you get those moments in Betrayal where you go, okay, this other person, they've got a suit of armor and a musket and a sword and a blood <laughs> knife and a dagger and they can walk through walls. But I happen to have five strength and I just punch the shit out of them. And, right. and it was like turn order got you because I got to go first and it happened to be right next to him. Yeah, yeah. Right. I had the chance to attack you first and I rolled four or five dice. They all came up two and yours all came up zero. So I just kill you, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that happens, and it's this weird thing where you're like, that's, it's it's not necessarily a good moment. Uh, like, I was, moment, me memorable moments don't need to be good. Good. I was about now. to say, like, the storytelling of that, because, like, so here's, because so, I had this sort of idea that I was, it was percolating anyway since yesterday, like, the horror sort of genre typically has mm -hmm. this sort of, like, long story that leads to this epic climax, and, like, the climax is typically like the monster thing versus the hero or heroine right. sort of scenario but the monster is built and the like power of the monster is seen for like longer than you know one like one clip it's not like right the it's monster not... suddenly appears and then boom he's super strong and then boom they kill him like it's, it's usually a slow build to, mm -hmm. to add the tension and to add the the fear and stuff mm -hmm. so like since this game is so storytelling focused i'm curious like is like, I guess what's more important, like the, the story that you make together or the story that is built that adds to the, the genre of, that is horror that this game is sort of built around. Does that make sense? Like the horror story that we're telling or the mm -hmm. story that we're playing together is more important, I guess is what I'm curious about. The, the great thing about the game is it gives you that a framework. It doesn't usually go too specific into details of like yeah, what, yeah. what's happening. Okay. So it's not really giving you that story. It's giving you a framework for you to kind of write that. And story you create it yourself. On I your see. You know, like okay. each haunt is kind of like, you're a bad guy uh, because there's an evil lord who's telling you what to do. Here's how he, here's how to play it. And then at the end, it's like you win. You you know you you saved your your evil lord, or okay. oh you killed him. You know, like it's like <laughs> right. two or three sentences usually at the end. So it's like you built it otherwise. It's like it's like a like poems that are really short. Like you have to add context to get something back, kind of deal. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. adding your own context. I mean, which is I think also what maybe led to Betrayal Legacy being you know kind of that level up, is because they they were able to keep that nebulousness, mm -hmm. but also add this greater arch to the whole game where you're uncovering little bits of story about the house as you go. So there is that greater depth of story without losing that kind of you build your own story-ness from game to game. Okay, you know, interesting. But also keeping this weird you build your own story from game to game that, like, they're telling their own story, but you're also, like, writing your own story. Like, we had, like right after the first game we were like okay so house rule like well, not house rule there is in in betrayal legacy there is a rule where whoever quote unquote wins right the last game gets the deed to the house and and <laughs> they they, oh, go, they go first the next game and can get yeah, to, it builds they a get, little, and okay. they get one free reroll i think in 
in the next game. Okay. Okay. Um, little sin, little incentive, maybe. Right, a little incentive. It's it's a pretty cool thing. And what we did is we went. This is a weird horror movie world. If right. you get the deed to this house, you get unnatural long life. So as you're going down, it skips 15 to 20 years between each game. Okay. And we were so we were like, okay, everyone has to like kind of roll new characters, or you can roll the same character if you survive, but you have to quote unquote die. Be older. You right. have to be oh, okay. older and die if you get you know above 70 or 80 or 90, unless right, right. you at some point were the person <laughs> who was you know did uh the, the the deed holder of the house and my one friend my cousin was right. playing with us she won the first game and managed to not die for like nine games what so by the end of those nine games she was like 350 years old <laughs> and it was so it was great it was this great storytelling thing we're like and betty betty is still here fucking just betty dude she lives in this house forever we did do something similar but only like it was just if you lived you could keep going you could keep on trucking right yeah, no yeah matter right. how ridiculous it got but we died a lot we died so uh, much. right we died a lot too. <laughs> and, i mean we had some good runs like i had one guy who's like who lasted like four campaigns and he happened to win one of them so he's like okay great he's like 150 years old but i was like i'm still i don't have i i have nothing to hold on freaking betty she's like 300 over there <laughs> oh that's so interesting so the storytelling so to decoy so, you you're you're a nemesis lover right so i'm curious because the storytelling of nemesis is seems similar and we've talked about that a yeah. lot so like is there a, like how would you compare the two because like i know nemesis i think i know both of them not very well but our nemesis is a little bit better do you think that the storytelling is comparable would you say yeah like kind of it, it's yeah. like functionally very different because whatever t type or whatever flavor of betrayal you're playing there will just be randomness like even if you're right. playing betrayal third edition and your paranormal investigators and you end up doing haunt number 27 or whatever it is 28 Finding right. the idol in, in some some form or fashion, someone's going to end up being the bad guy, and that's the main difference. Right uh, in in uh, in Nemesis, there are no bad guys, no good guys. They're just people trying to do their thing. Yeah, and it is a little bit narratively jarring if you're taking, I like if you're taking personal ownership of your character. Saying, ah, yes. I'm, I am the soldier, and I'm going to be walking around, and I know exactly what I'm doing for the rest of the game. I am protecting exactly one other player so we can escape and get out of here. And that's how right. we win. Right, Whereas right. in the betrayal games, you play for half the game, doing your thing, collecting items, finding cool rooms, seeing effects, and then suddenly you're the bad guy sometimes. Mm, and yeah. that, that bit is a little narratively jarring, and it always like puts some distance between myself and the character I was playing. Okay. It wasn't like I was playing my character. It was like I was following that character. And things were happening uh, the same way that you're watching a film. Right. A movie, yeah. Like right. Yeah. Yeah. It is very much your. That's a great yeah, way yeah. to think of it too. It's that's like perfect. you are the cameraman yeah, following around the this character, <laughs> and then <laughs> finding out, yeah. holy shit, they were the bad guy all along. What the fuck? Oh shit! Oh, interesting. That's so. I enjoyed yeah. this game a lot more once I realized that's the way it worked, and I stopped taking personal ownership of my character. Mm -hmm. I see, so... I see. And I actually, so I've played uh, Nemesis, Nemesis with you guys, I think, two or three times now. Uh -huh. yeah, and I, I have some great thoughts in comparison of the two, um, and not saying either is a better game, that they have um, 
comparison that just comparing the two games nemesis sure. Uh, one of the reasons that I, I lean towards Betrayal as just a game that I personally enjoy mm-hmm. is Nemesis is great at your, basically, for, for lack of a better term, you're, you're doing one story or two stories, and you're playing out this one scenario over and over, but in this multitude of different ways and this multitude of different systems. And right. it's great at telling that story and getting you into that mood. And the systems that are in place to play that story are are really good, rock solid. They're just yes. like really, really well done, and it has great replayability with the variety of items, the mix up of where how the spaceship is the arranged, are. what mm-hmm. the different objectives are, and you do have that great sense of 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 agency over yourself, where you get those two, you get those two mission cards at the beginning. And go, okay, am I going to be kind of a dick here? <laughs> and I'm like, going to fucking Mars? Or am I going to be the good guy? You right. know, am I going to be the kind of a dick and am I going to kill Decoy because that's my mission? <laughs> or am I going to help us all out and get us all to Earth? Right. And you get to take ownership of that and go, yeah, I'm going to be the dick. I'm going to I'm going to go kill Decoy. Let's do this, you know? Right, right. Um, and so there is, if you want that sort of thing, if you're the, the sort of gamer where you're like, I want to like something to really sink my teeth into and figure out the systems and optimize the systems and cooperate with the people around me. And there's this little bit of hidden role where I go, you know what? I think Endgamer's trying to kill me. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we, in our game of Nemesis, I think it might've been you, Deke. I think I, was it you or it might've been someone else, but my, my goal was to kill someone. I was like, yeah, shit, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> and sure. I yeah. just kept locking them in the same room. I was like, <laughs> nope. Yes. I remember this. Close yeah. the door. <laughs> Close the door. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. What am I doing? That was great because that was your first game. You were one of, I think, two people that we've taught that game to that pick kill objectives on their first game. And I think you were successful, too. Congratulations. Yeah, I was successful in, I think it was Humberto. I was successful in killing him. But I was not, I, I, and I got like, I survived quote unquote to the end, but then I was infected and I was like, okay, cool. There's this oh, like, yeah, yeah, little like mini game at the yeah. end where I have to make sure I'm not fucking infected. Shit. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like a kind of one, but not really. Yeah. yeah, you, got, yeah. you got halfway there. Right. Yeah. So that is the, the, like the upside to nemesis is this crunchy, dig your teeth into like a big, real meaty sandwich, figure out the like mechanics and all of this stuff. Whereas you get this crazy thing with betrayal where you don't know what's going to happen. You just, yep. every single time you play, you're like, well, we're going to start and we're going to look around this house and, and spooky. it's spooky and spooky things are going to happen to us. And some, some of the stuff might be the same, you know, the, the, uh, we got the, the wind, the chilly wind event that always happens. Oh, cool. Yeah. That happens sure, again. Sure. Um, but then at the end of it, you go hive mind. What the fuck is hive mind? Do I oh, where there's wasps? What what the <laughs> hell? Okay, we have to destroy eggs. Okay, uh, how are we gonna do this? Okay, you you go this way, you go this way, and like all of a sudden in the middle of a game, you have to come up with a whole new plan because the first half of the game is really just like buffing your stuff stats or getting you know up. Yeah. Oh, I fell down a hole and I lost one to my strength. Oh, cool. I found a sword. I got like plus two to my strength. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, crap. Like uh, my foot got stuck. Now I'm, I'm slower. Right. So it's like the first half is really just all about like stat redistribution for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the actual game starts. Yeah. That, is that 
is that good? I wonder. It's that's kind of, that's probably good. Like it's so, like it's it's unique. Unique. <laughs> right? It's, it's unique. Yeah, that's maybe that's the word. Because like Those so I've, unique, I haven't played go ahead. separate experiences that I I would I would trend more towards the Nemesis style. Like I when I play a game, I want to have some idea of what's going on to feel like I'm actually okay at the game. So sure. I know Nemesis inside and out, and I feel like if I want to try to do something, I know all the levers and buttons I have to push to to get that to happen. To get that to happen, and whether right. I'm successful or not. Like maybe, maybe not. A game like Betrayal, I have no idea what's going on. That makes me nervous. Like I get scared. Uh, yeah. Right. Like that's I, 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 like we have to pull out the rule books. We got to figure out like okay, I have to make sure I read this really carefully so I don't make a mistake. Right. And that's a lot of text. And like, I think it'd be really interesting actually to see what the overlap is, because I know I'm actually I don't I don't know for sure, Deco, and you can actually you can uh you can confirm or deny this, but I wonder how much of an overlap there is between gamers that prefer something like nemesis and betrayal and who prefer um original um like actual official content for root and fan factions for root because oh. that is why i love playing with fan factions for root because i don't know what's going to happen and, and i'm just out the, the way i'm just there for the experience i'm just there to go whoa this is crazy the bats can do this and they can go that okay how do i figure this out okay i have to like really re read their card okay so if i do this and you're figuring it out as opposed yeah. to the optimizing you know i know I've, I've talked to i think francis was just like dude i'm never gonna play fan factions because the whole point of root for me is optimizing the game you know it's it's knowing yeah. the cards it's knowing maps it's knowing the factions backwards and forward and always making the, optimal, the best choice, the, the optimal decision. Like, yeah. And, and knowing the game that well that I that I'm confident that I'm always making the exact right decision. And that's not every gamer. Yeah, and that's not say. every gamer. There is the gamers who are just like, I'm just here to have fun. I'm here to drink a beer and have a funny story at the end of the night. And and, you know, ha you know, have an experience where, you know, the next time we see each other, you go, oh, dude, remember that time that we played that game? That was crazy. You were like, you like made a zombie and you like tried to eat my <laughs> face. That was crazy. Let's play yeah, that yeah. game again. You know, that's yeah, yeah. I can actually do that. The same thing for Nemesis. Like we can get together with people. and It's like, hey, remember that time I killed you? Oh, wait, that was like I've done that seven or eight times. And right, 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 <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's... Like I have, a, I have for, for our upcoming at some point Nemesis episode. I right. have a whole it's soon. Word document filled with snippets of all the stories that I remember, and nice. I actually stopped. It, it's huge. There's like, oh my gosh, I should pull this up. There's like, I wrote down like 25 different unique things that happened in separate games that right, right. are extremely memorable to me. So I yeah. get that from Nemesis, although I don't know. Like sometimes some of the betrayal games I've played have felt like memorable for the wrong reasons like uh, that time yeah. that you were the good guy and everyone else is the bad guy except you happen to be right next to the door so right. you just left so you just left like, and you won yeah that was it <laughs> right like, right that's one of the most memorable ones to me and i'm like yeah and that was kind of like a mood killer because we were like oh this is really cool we got to the we got to the haunt like everybody's geared up and then the game's just over like yeah oh, like, okay oop, turn one move out the door yeah and that that's it okay i guess that's... i guess that's cool that's <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad Right, right. And I mean, yeah. the the hope is that some of that is mitigated. You know, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of haunts where it's like, and the front door is locked, so you need to like, you know, to win, 
it's not just like escape. It's like it's usually like okay, you have to find item A and item B and get to room C, and then you can escape. And then you can escape because like it's like unlock the contraption that unlocks the thing, right? Right. right. And to escape, you have to roll a certain wisdom check. You know, to to at, like yeah. start the flying machine, and then you can leave. You know, it's usually yeah. that. But every once in a while, you get a thing where it's like, just get the fuck just out leave. of there. Yeah, it might have been like get the item, and that character already had the item. Right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like and that. it's one it's of those things. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, in a random number generator, sometimes you're gonna get two ones that are next to each other, and right. that's wonky. You know. Yeah, that can. Yeah, happen. yeah. it's cool that it can happen and not. I don't know. I guess how frequently is it, right? Like you said, there's a hundred haunts. Right. Right. The and scenario is always different. It's like yeah. pretty unlikely, maybe that that's right. Gonna happen and often. The, you know, <laughs> if you're playing with four or five players, and there's you know, twelve or thirteen or fifty, however many items there are in this game, geez, it's like eighteen, yeah, nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty some odd items. You know. Um, Remember how uh, haunts would start in second edition when mm -hmm. you would roll the dice against the number of ha haunts and if it was yes. less then the haunt would start so, and so you could start it on the first, first I, I actually liked that because <laughs> I had had some experiences where it starts first turn and those are great stories you're just like yeah we were just trying to kill each other right from the like, get-go fucking yeah we I entered the door with these three strangers and then motherfucker tried to kill me right right <laughs> and right they actually and they actually replicate that in Betrayal Legacy. There's one of the mission, one of the one of the episodes, quote unquote, of Betrayal Legacy. It just starts with the haunt. You're like, yep. And and this fucking it's the the house is now a mental institute, and the haunt started, and they're trying to kill you, and you're like, well, like, what? Already huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> good <It's> luck. Like, <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um, so I actually kind of liked that, but I do think it, it's a, probably a better game for how they do it now, which is I think it has to be five or more, and you're you're rolling dice equal to the number. So it's like okay, the oh, first yeah. two that come up, you literally cannot start the haunt. So right, okay, right, we get right. we get two omens, a little pass. But I've also had games where literally the first like three things, like we've gone around once, and already three omens have been drawn. Like, okay, like, we're in dangerous territory, guys. Like, can we not find more omens? Please? Please? I need to, like, I need to get my chainsaw, bro. Like, hey, I need give to me find, a minute. I need to find a musket, man. I will yeah. say my old man on his, you know, rocking chair on the porch back in my day opinion is I do mm. not like the starting stats of the characters. I, I like the new characters. Mm. They're, they're updated. I like them a lot. But... I don't like the stat distribution because a lot of them are just four, 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 three, or maybe very rarely five, four, four, three. And like, if you look in like the future, they have more variety as like, you know, Brosif can only go up to six. Sure. But if you compare it to like Flash and Ox, like Flash was just straight up nothing but speed from the get go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I can, I can actually load in old school betrayal somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it was it was interesting because you could play these characters that were way out there to start with, like the priest slash scientist had like insanely high. Yeah, I, I always used to play as as the I'm always like Professor Longfellow or yeah, because you just start with like mad knowledge and your knowledge goes up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Father yeah. Reinhardt is even more extreme. He only has two might starting out, six sanity. <laughs> Three right. speed, four knowledge. Right, Father Reinhardt is my jam. <laughs> and like that, Ox here is five, four, three, three, and then the Flash is six, three, three, three. 
Right. They, really they were they were definitely a little more wacky in second edition with the starting stats, which I mean I it, liked it because you could choose between like, oh, I want a balanced character, so I'm gonna go with Brandon mm. or I'm gonna go with Peter. Um, or really the kids were the most balanced ones. And then you have the extremes over here if you wanted to play with that. Right. You could Whereas you now could it's like I have to work to get those extremes that stats a lot more. I just don't start Really right, but they really they really did balance they did balance that by at least going okay. You're gonna have at least three omens come up before the haunt starts. So there's there's more time hypothetically to adjust yeah. to adjust those. Yeah, yeah. And betrayal legacy nerfed a little bit of the stats, but they, each house still felt pretty unique. Mm -hmm. I would say mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the my only um I I will go into my one gripe with legacy. Which is there is no legacy element to the house stats. Um, the houses basically just have uh, these stats, yeah. and if you're playing as as this house, the green house, you're gonna have those stats throughout the entire game. Um, and I thought they were gonna do it, it is. right all all yeah. fourteen games. For 14. I thought okay. they were gonna do it. I thought they were gonna do something a little bit like it, like the very second one. The, the the owner of the house throws a rock out and hits one of the people and they, they get okay. damaged. And I was like, oh, this is how they're going to do it. They're going to have like little things happen right at the beginning of the game to like adjust people's stats. And it was the only right. time that they did it. And I was like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, I would have loved if there was like space in those margins where it's like, Oh, from now on, your family starts with like plus one speed or something like that. Like because of what happened last game or whatever. Right. Yeah. That like, oh, the like your bloodline has become stronger. And like by the end, like you could be like slightly better at everything, or you could just be like yoked at speed. Like your yeah, family yeah, yeah. lineage over generations has been <laughs> bred for speed. I would have loved something like that. Like uh tied into the game though i thought that would have been awesome but or like hey like i come from a long line of lumberjacks so if i find an right. axe instead or of giving just... me plus one it gives me like plus seven well, or something they, they do that have that they, they do oh have shit that. they do yep so <laughs> in betrayal legacy you can find there's regular items but then you can find heirloom items and you can yes. make them you can put your family's sticker on it and it will be like, okay, plus one to speed attacks unless it's your heirloom weapon in which case it's plus two Oh, or nice. or to be cool. like oh you can use it um but every time that you use it, the item you have to roll and lose that much sanity but if it's your heirloom you don't have to do that weird roll and oh, you don't lose nice. any sanity so that's, like that's it, nice. it adds all sorts yeah. of like really really cool stuff there are even heirlooms that can evolve if you keep grabbing them and just keep using them so like i know the bow becomes i think like the eternal Inferno bow. I can't quite remember In, the name of infernal it. Infernal bow. Is there it is. Oh, Thank okay. you. Yes. So you can set I, people on fire from a very long distance. We like that. We stand that. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. co-op specifically co-op games. So, um, is that a genre that you like typically are drawn to or are drawn away from? And would you call Betrayal a co-op game technically? <sighs> I don't know, because it depends on the co-op game. A lot of co-op games, there's an alpha player, you know, and okay. that becomes a real serious problem. Uh, Betrayal kind of breaks it up a bit, um, just because you're going to be in all sorts of separate pieces of the house. And yeah, you can discuss stuff, but it's like, you're going to be busy dealing with all sorts of creatures and monsters coming out and getting you. Right. And there are some co-op haunts, and there are some free-for-all haunts, 
So it right, and also because at the beginning nice. you are quote unquote working together, but you're your own person, and you know you're just like I'm gonna go upstairs because I like to go upstairs, and there's right. no real objective in the beginning, so there's nothing to cooperate together with in the beginning. That is pretty unique. Yeah, there's no objective at the beginning. You're just like I gotta wait you're until fucking, something happens. <laughs> you just fucking wander around. Trying which, to get yeah. the step buffs. Which, right, which right. kind of disperses that, that co opedness until the haunt happens. And then all of a sudden, you, you're like, okay, okay, now we actually. Now it's. This is our team. Yeah. There would always be like, there's always like a little bit of table talk, like during that first part in my games where, I'm, where like someone would be like, hey, you got like the. Especially in, in Legacy, because right. people would draw your heirloom item. They'd be like, Ooh, "Oh, I got your your cool crossbow," your and you're like, "Hey, you could let's, give that. You could give trade. that to me." And people be like, mm, "Maybe after the haunt." Let's, yeah, just in case uh, you're the villain, right? Let's see how this haunt <laughs> susses out, and then maybe I give it to you. Like, okay, funny. okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh yeah, yes. that's interesting. Okay, um, Diko, what do you think? Are you a co-op person? Usually, when I end up playing co-op games, I end up becoming the table captain because I sound like I know what I'm doing. And that's not the case. I usually don't know what I'm doing, but I sound like it. And then it gets right. kind of into like the whole, hey, what should I do? And I say, I'm not sure, but I think you should do this. And that's wrong. And it's kind of awkward. So mm. this, I would, I would call this game kind of like, uh, oh yeah. And for that reason, I usually don't play co-op games. I'd rather play more adversarial games or yeah. something else that's not specifically co-op. This game is like semi-co-op, and that's a huge cop-out of an answer. Because it's sort of right. cooperative sometimes, but there are huge segments of the game where it's just not cooperative at all. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where yeah. to put it exactly. Like, I just throw it into the semi-co-op bin and, okay. and just leave it there. Because it, feel, it feels like, like I mean, it depends on the haunt probably. It probably depends on a lot of variables that you'd have to like know the game really well to know maybe for sure. But it seems like... Once the haunt starts, which depends, you know, there's a lot of variables as to when that even happens. It's either one v x, x being the rest of the players, or it's like you know, two like there's two bad guys and there's two good guys, and it's like a you're you're. It seems like you're either coordinating, like by design in some capacity. I guess that's why it's semi because like it's not the whole time. I guess unless you're doing that like because you said I think in gamer maybe you said there's like a co-op haunt where it's just literally like four players against the house or something and that would be co-op i guess right right every once in but, a while there'll be no traitor it's just like the house is crumbling get out get out before it breaks and then there's like an event deck or something yeah yeah right so, yeah, do right you, do you all remember giant bird from uh second edition giant bird giant uh, bird i don't think i ever got giant bird i got uh, giant cat <laughs> giant bird picks up the entire house oh yes i did get giant it. bird that's what, right. <laughs> what? That, that's it the whole plot is a giant bird picks up the house, it flies up really high, and then drops it, and there's only, like, three parachutes, and you all have to fight for them. Oh, fuck. Fight for them, find the parachutes, get out. Yeah. And jump off before you die. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. <laughs> Which is so good. funny like, that they went... All these setups are so fun. That it's so funny yeah. that they went the route of, there's a giant bird that picks up the house for one of them. But then for one of the other ones, they go, okay, a shrink ray shrinks you all down, and a normal-sized cat is the bad guy <laughs> right yeah that's pretty funny too. right like, like, okay, really... cool, whatever. <laughs> sure yeah whatever but i guess because i think the the haunts and stuff are written by different people so i right. imagine 
I imagine that like, you know, each sort of designer of each haunt has sort of a little bit of agency as like, and puts their own little flair or maybe their own style, their own storytelling. Mm -hmm. They make it a little sillier. They make it a little more serious, make it gorier, you know, whatever. Right. That's pretty cool too. Cause like, I feel like a lot of times there's only one hand or like a couple hands in the kitchen, so to speak, when it comes right. to designing a which game was... or designing a story. In this case, it feels like there's a ton. Yeah, which is also kind of one of the cool things about Legacy is it let them kind of mess with that a little bit more where um, like the haunts that are available in each um, in each um, uh, like game that you play are curated a little bit mm -hmm. where like, okay, you can really only get one of these three haunts w during this game. Right. And those haunts are geared towards like what year it is. So like the one that happens like kind of during the Cold War is like Red Scare. There's like technology that's going weird and you think it's a spy or, or a robot or sure. it feeds into that. The one that happens like in like the, the 20s or the 30s is like uh, it's one. All three of the ones that you can get are like kind of uh, like Cthulhu kind of, you know, um, Call of Cthulhu-esque, you know, that was the right. that, where we got the Shogoth, and the other ones are like, oh, it's, you know, a great old one, or, you know, it's whatever it is, you know, so they're yeah, yeah. able to kind of take it towards the time period, and what was horror in that time period? Like, they got really mad. That's cool. It, that's you know? cool. And, yeah. Um, you know, it it was feels like, like that's a good improvement, you know? Right. It, it was, it's, again, one of the reasons that it's that version of the game is so good. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That they, they had all of these weird, like little tweaks that they were able to do that made it that much better of a game okay. um, that addressed a lot of those weird issues of, of kind of just like randomness of like, Oh, we're just playing and it's a witch and who cares? As opposed to like, Oh, it's like literally the time period when witch trials were happening. So the haunt is there's a witch. So it's of course sense. there's a witch. Yeah, right. yeah. Like it helps you lean into the character that you're videotaping, or you know, if you're uh, like decoys mentioning, like you don't really buy into it necessarily, but it helps into that. Like I'm following this character, and like in this time right. period, this is what they will be afraid of, and that's what's happening. That yeah that helps you kind of. They build also that so yeah. also the the freaking architecture nerd in me because uh, I'm as people probably don't know I'm I'm uh, that was my my job for. Uh, most of my life of being right. an architect that's what i went first to school for mm -hmm. the dude who did the legacy version they like went and got a guy who like figured out how to do the legacy version of it yeah was such a nerd that he like specifically as you add tiles they like the architecture slowly changes and like floorboard sizes change and the like what oh. the like the stuff in the rooms change over time to like keep up with the times so it's like what so like the that's old... such a small and amazing right thing. it's like what? the most nerdy dumb thing but like oh yeah all of the old rooms have like super wide floorboards and as the rooms get like quote-unquote newer they have tinier floorboards or oh, like the so set dressing are like oh yeah there's a record player versus a cd player versus a, a vcr versus a and it's like oh that's it's cool. just like these like teeny tiny little like um attention to detail things we're like no one is going to notice this but it's such a cool thing that you did <laughs> yeah so you didn't need to make this as good as that or right. like you didn't need to add this right. you would have... not need to do yeah. that but i'm but cool so they did. appreciative <laughs> of you doing it heck yeah <laughs> interesting um so I another question for you guys real quick um so we talk about player count we talk about um this is i mean decoy knows this better than you guys um since you're newer to the show welcome also obviously 
Um, so I'm curious, uh, for this player count, it says three to six, recommended at five plus. Mm-hmm. So Decoy and I, uh, my first experience with it was two player. And this was actually uh, in Gamer, your suggestion, I believe, where mm-hmm. it was like, you play like both players sort of like videotape control. I think of it that way now. It's really funny. So like you're sort of following two characters each. And then mm-hmm. once the haunt starts, one, who whatever character is being controlled by like whatever player that gets haunted, mm-hmm. you pass the other character to the other person. And then it's like one person is controlling three because it's a co-op. So it's like, it's it's almost like you're playing it with four people, quote unquote, but the other two aren't cooperating with you. You're just sort of figuring it out solo, like right, Sudoku right? Because at because you know? at the end, uh, in the end, it basically is a cooperative game. Once the haunt starts, once the haunt you, starts, you have, right? It's a team cooperative game where there's three people playing against one people, one a- yeah, or four 80, against one or whatever right, it is. Eighty-five percent yeah. of the time, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, ninety percent of the time, there's you know, there's a couple that have no, and then you just keep doing what you're doing, or there's a couple where. Um, I don't even know if there's any with two. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and I've done that with my my best friend because oftentimes he'll come over and we'll just play like two player board games. You know, we'll play like sure. Gathering or, or 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 Root as two player. And every once in a while, we're like, you know, it's been a long time since we played Betrayal, and we just don't have a third person to play with us. I'm like, let's just play it with fucking four people. Yeah, fuck it, let's ourselves, try ourselves. You know, and it and works it's, great. <laughs> it's cool that it works. So like, yeah, this, that's kind of my point. Well. Yeah, like I saw the numbers when uh, so Decoy first mentioned that we should play this game. Um, and this is new, so to pull back the curtain, to pull back the curtain just a little bit, um, we did like a uh, taping where we sort of drafted the season, so we kind of like know what we were getting into and like so we could work on playing and like studying the games and stuff. But we got covered them, and this one wasn't in the uh, the taping like that we did then, right? So this one's like a little surprise um, mm-hmm. because we Decoy sort of recognized that and knew that this one was sort of like the one that started it all, like we've mentioned and was like, we should really play this one first. I was like, okay, yeah, totally. I trust your judgment on that because like, (laughs) I don't know this genre at all. Right. Right. And when I started, so when he said that and I started looking into it, I was like, Oh, three to six players. And like one thing that I'm always sort of conscious of and aware of with games in general, if I'm thinking about like either going to getting them to add to like my own, like, like collection of them that I'm getting that's small and curated. So it's like ones that I know I'll be able to play often that I think people that I normally play with like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking to see, okay, well, how is it at two players? How is it at three players? How is it at four players? What range does it go to and how well does it play? Like Root, for example, not that good at two compared to the higher numbers. Other games mm-hmm. have similar. I mean, every game has a unique different player count that works and doesn't work, whatever. Um, and I saw that it wasn't for two players and I was like, oh, that's going to be a potential problem for this game. I'm, I imagined in my head, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like it only can play at three plus. Well, what if I only have one friend that I'm playing with tonight and we really want to try it because it was so fun last time, but that other friend bailed? Mm. Well, fuck, now we can't play it. And I was like, that's that's going to be a bummer. And then Decoy was like, we'll just play two players, like like you mentioned, right? And then, I mean, so I've only played one game of Betrayal. It was two players with Decoy yesterday. And uh, like, I also, I don't know any better. Um, so maybe Decoy, you, since you sort of had this experience with me, did that feel like the game of a trailer do i still need the like it has to be multiple people experience like have i actually played the game i guess is what i'm asking yeah that you well since you got the since you got the actual bad guy that's pretty much what playing the bad guy feels like except okay. you're not like you're you were just playing against me but ordinarily you'd be playing against two or three other players sure um, who all could have like, one character each instead of two or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you you mainly got it like there's there's mm-hmm. only going to be Really, all you miss was like maybe disagreement on who's going where and who's doing what. Like the, the cooperation side of it. Yeah. yeah. There's also. <laughs> not, 
there's also the uh the chaos player like i have one friend who every single time we play he just like his goal for the first half of the game is to make the house look as weird as possible he doesn't care about (laughs) getting stats he doesn't care about exploring finding anything that's funny he's just i just want to make look weird and this yeah i'm he's a weird dude i love him dearly and make it make it weird hell yeah every single time i play i know he's gonna try and enclose the front door with items with uh with buildings i'm like right right dude go for it man it makes i guess sure (laughs) um so you missed out a little bit on like you might have a player who's a crazy person (laughs) You sure, know, sure. Doing something, something that seems counterintuitive or who, whatever. Who goes off and does their own thing for a little while. But yeah, for the most part, you played. <laughs> yeah, like that's sometimes, cool. Sometimes you get to when you're playing as as the villain, the bad guy. You get to see the other team argue or like like just try to make plans for what they're doing and disagree. And it gets kind yeah. of depending on the players you're playing with, it can get kind of combative sometimes. I, I with with people who don't play as much board games, people they, they those types of people just kind of go with whatever, you know, the most experienced person is saying they should do, generally speaking. Right. And then if you got, like, all the nemesis people to play Betrayal, like, we'd be fighting. Like, we'd be yelling at each other. <laughs> we'd be yeah. like, give me, give me the flashlight. I need the flashlight for my character. Right, right. Like, trade it to me. You're allowed to trade it to me. Leave it on the floor. Do something. Don't right. go into that room. We can't trigger the haunt. Like, go, like, backtrack for one turn. No, like... Nah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like, you miss, you miss that part. But okay, most, okay. mostly you got it. Like, that's that's about average for how it goes. And in in that game, like, Squid rolled me. Like, it, it was bad. He got the, the, haunt, yeah, on, the haunt was on the kid yeah. who had the best stats, and he just trucked me. Was, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I can do this this fast? Like, oh, yeah, okay, I should go kill this and do that. And I was like, damn. And then, like, it was so it was like a possession one too. Like I was like a devil or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I killed someone and they didn't die, they became under my control. So oh, I, but it, it was one V three and then suddenly it was two V two. And then it was three V one on my favor. <laughs> and and I was like, like, Oh, I'm yeah, just steamrolling this. Cause I get to take three turns in a row against right. this person. Right. So. Yep, I had a couple <laughs> yeah. of bad rolls and that was it. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I mean, it happens like, yeah. right. And that is the like yeah. only like, that's why I, th- I feel like you have to kind of be playing in the magic circle because there are there's maybe, let's say, 10, 15 percent of the time you're going to get mm-hmm. to a point in the haunt where you go. All right. So we basically lost. Right. Like, yeah, hypothetically, we could still win. But there's like a four percent chance that we're gonna right. Win. It's, uh, it's outside. Yep, and right like yeah. and everyone just yeah. has to take like, a, a, you know, one, one or two more turns to really like confirm it. But right. we're basically done here. And that's why you kind of have to play in that magic circle because you get okay, let's really we're gonna try for that five percent. Like we're gonna do it. Like we're role playing. We're doing it. Like you know we're yeah. in the haunted house and we're gonna die. And oh my gosh, he's gonna kill us. And like you just kind of have to like. Or I, I feel like if you can manage to play in that magic circle and do that little bit of role playing, mm-hmm. that that last round where you're inevitably gonna die ends up being fun as opposed to kind of a slog. Like rip, we're dead. Yeah, yeah. Right, and if you're playing with people who who aren't in the magic circle, it can be that very quickly where everyone's just like, okay, so we we lost, right? Can we just like pack this up and like and you're like, okay, I mean, I guess so. If you want to like be a spoil sport, sure, we can just be like fucking go and play another game. Cool, whatever. Yeah, but you that know? doesn't seem as good for the end of the story, right? And then right. oh, somebody closed the book because they had to take a shit, and then you don't actually finish the story because <laughs> then they got distracted, and you're like, bro, finish reading me the story. Like, Are you like fuck? okay, like how what what happened? You know, it's like. Right. Yeah, I can feel so that. Yeah, you gotta it, finish the story. Depending on who you're playing with, it's it's a game where you almost have to like curate who, who you're playing with. 
you know interesting uh you can't just kind of play with any joe schmo there's also like a very weird thing that i it only bugs me and i don't know if it bugs anybody else but the way the a lot of the event cards work is it like has a story thing and then it says like make a knowledge roll and the objectively in my in my opinion because i have very strong opinions the objectively right way is to get to where it says make a knowledge roll and then you roll and then you just read whatever your role is but there are some people who play who go okay make a knowledge roll okay if i roll a four it says this if i roll a two or three it says this uh, roll yeah. zero one and you're like no no, 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 no. Don't, don't tell me the options just do don't it tell me the options make a knowledge roll then and tell then me what I, happens and then tell me what happens i see all right i'm that guy because <laughs> uh, i just want to explain things okay so next yeah, time yeah. i play this game with you i won't i'll make sure not to do that well yeah. because it, it it's it's part of the magic circle is like the other stuff doesn't happen so i don't need to know about it i don't need to know uh, yeah. like it's it's almost forward breaking the suspension the of disbelief yeah. and it slows down the game if yeah. every single player is doing that is reading out every single option for every single card that they draw yeah that's too much it's yeah. like Oh, there's a scribbled incantation on par- parchment, glyphs, and pentagrams. Okay, make a knowledge roll. Okay, I rolled a tree. Uh, I rolled a three. Okay, I tried to cast a spell, and it goes strangely. I swap places with another player. Done. Boom. As, Done. as opposed to, okay, if I roll That's a four, the, the note right. was left by one of my ancestors, and I get to search the item deck. If I roll a two or a three, I get to tr- cast a spell, and it goes strangely, and I swap. Or if I roll a zero one, it's gibberish, and it works its way into my mind, and I lose one sanity. It's just like, oh my gosh, there's so much information. And I've, yeah. I have played with people who play that way, and they end up not liking the game. Because they're like, well, I was just too confused at all points. Like, there was just so much going on. I'm like, too yeah, much info. You're, you're reading too much. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, like, just do the thing. Just go for it. I see. I see. Interesting. Personally, I like hearing what all the options are. Like, if there's a cursed yeah. amulet or something, I want to know what all the range of possibilities are. And how <laughs> well, and there, there are happen. some that you yeah, need yeah. to do that. Like, and that's yeah. usually like the item cards where it's like, okay, like I need to know that this item card Could uh, do has, this, has like three options. Yeah, like, you know, like, right. okay, the gramophone, I know that if I get a five plus, I just throw it away. But if I get three or four, I lose two moves. And if I get zero or two, everyone loses all moves. Okay, cool. Okay, we're going to use. We're going to use that because it's like, then it's a tool where you're like, okay, we're going to use this tool to do this thing. And like, thing. when do I want to use it? And there's now? a, right. there's a right. 30% chance that the thing that we need to happen happens. Like that makes yeah. sense. You know, yeah. and there's definitely items where you need to do that. But the actual like events, which are just the stuff that's happening to the you. Storytelling, right. The storytelling, right. The storytelling, you need the, the beats to go quickly and move and you only need the information that you need. In my, in my very strong opinion, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i got you Julie noted yeah i'm gonna write a note on on my little post note. <laughs> also also yeah. i love that in legacy um because i it goes up through um current times or not current times but current times of the first game coming out so it goes all the way up to 2004 um and the company that makes this spoiler is wizards of the coast so they have a trading card in it that's a sengar vampire from magic the gathering <laughs> that's why it's funny it's like yes yeah. That's awesome. Nice. I'm surprised uh, no one's mentioned Scooby Doo yet. Okay. Scooby-Doo. Yes. Scooby Doo. I, I will be right wait, back. Wait, wait, you wait, you wait, start wait, talking wait. about Scooby Doo. Yes. What? SP Scooby Doo. Yeah. Patrol at Mystery Mansion. What? Can you be there Velma? There is a Scooby Doo. Yes, you can play as Velma. You can oh play as God. the whole game. Let's go. There is a Scooby Doo version existed. of Betrayal. 
uh, that's meant to be like a kid-friendly approach to the betrayal system. Okay. It's still like one of the gang members gets thrown into a closet somewhere, and then the guy in the monster suit pops out. Sure, um, sure. There's some narrative dissonance there, and it's kind of a bit mixed. Uh, there's your standard, you know, kind of weird rule stuff in betrayal, but a little bit worse. Okay. Um, and it simplifies a lot of the mechanics. There are a lot of fan-made et cetera's uh, that you'll have to pull up online or right, era, right. Um, to, to fix some of the issues. Um, I, I actually completely forgot that there was Scooby-Doo Betrayal. I forgot about that. I, I knew that it was a thing, and I was like, <laughs> A, that's perfect. B, I don't know if I actually want to play that. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds weird. Right, right. You're a big Betrayal fan and a big Scooby-Doo fan. I would say right now on, on Amazon, it's 16 bucks. Whoa. $16. Yes. Whoa. So okay. pick it up to try to But you do have to go to BGG and you do have to, to take see a look it. at the well, See, the problem is yeah. if I'm going to buy another edition of Betrayal, I'm going to buy third edition because they changed, they added so many stuff. I already have second edition and widow's walk and betrayal legacy in my closet and if i buy right. a third version my wife is going to kill me so <laughs> i'm going to die it's going to be over something that's over third it. edition yeah not <laughs> scooby doo yeah i will say i quite like baldur's gate that's another right i was about to off. i was about to mention right like, it's it's such a good formula that they have made a baldur's gate version of this also that works really really well yeah, so, it sounds like, like the mechanics of this, like they they knocked out of the park the first round. Like so, and we when we covered Dominion, which is like decoys, like oh, like Opus game, like it's like one of his favorites um, mm-hmm. that he's talked about before. Um, we talked about deck builders and like the genre and types and stuff, and um, I think there's a lot of deck builders that have been made since then. But we kind of posited on that episode and kind of have talked since then. Like Dominion kind of like nailed it the first, like the first one sort of nailed it, and like a lot of games have sort of used that system a little bit, but like. You know they keep they keep iterating on the on the system and it works really well and it's a great version of what it is and it was also the first one and that's a pretty sweet thing that a designer could nail a new genre of a game right the that they're just time. like what if there was a genre of board yeah. games that no one had ever thought of before and I was awesome at designing it and I'll You're just like, make the best version of that ever what? for the next however many years people will right. use my experience and iterate on it and it won't be as good and you're like wait that's crazy like well done you know and this game is that way too like because i don't know that many like legacy games i don't know that many cooperative games in general i don't do rpgs so like i haven't really i think this is my first one officially that's of the genre that i've played so i mean start with the best one or start with the first one as decoy suggested that i should do is right like did they nail it is there are there better versions or is this the best that there is i mean i think personally it is the best one at being a story generator. And okay. if that's what you want, it is the best at that. The best at it. Okay. I, I fully will uh, cede to Decoy that Nemesis is a better system of game. It is a, it is a, a, yeah. a quote unquote better designed game okay. in, in getting to that crunchiness, to getting to that optimization, to getting to all of that stuff. It has so more game in it, yeah. Right, so if that's the sort of gamer you are, that's a better game, for sure. Okay. But if okay. the type of gamer you are is, I want story, I want to make funny stories, I want to sit down and drink a beer and... And play something and where play the story something just unfolds. That, yeah. that three or four years down the line, 
I'll be talking to a friend and go, dude, you will not believe this game. This one time I was a mermaid and I, like people were trying to yeah, kill yeah. me and I was <laughs> stuck in a basement and it was this freaking long ass hallway. And like it, 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 it the, the stories that you make lodge in your head. Yeah. And it's this weird thing where like I tried to remember, I was like in the car today. I had to like, I was in the car for like three hours today. So I was like oh, trying dang. to think back on games and all of the ones that I could remember were the really exciting fun ones. And all of the ones right. that were kind of bleh, just I just forgot about it. Like they just fight fade into the background. Like I can remember like one time where it was just like it was a it was a game that happened to start on a haunt and it was like a three hour game because like mm -hmm. things just kept going wrong for us. Like we <laughs> couldn't win. They right. couldn't win. Like it was a slog and it was like the end of a really long night. And like it was a really long day for us, and it ended up being this super crazy long game that yeah. just did not end. And that was like the one bad one that sticks in my head. And I know I've had a couple other bad experiences with this game that were just kind of weird or wonky or like want want letdowns, but they didn't yeah, stick yeah. in my head. So all in my head, it's a game that is always awesome and always makes a story. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty sweet like like advertisement for it right like it's it 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 seems like i don't know maybe this isn't so maybe uh, sp or decor or, or any or in gamer you can too like the system is i guess like the system that is in place and the storytelling driven narrative stuff all of this stuff it seems to be a pretty risky call to make it the way that they did like in general like i feel like if i was like if i was thinking about approaching a game i was like okay if i was going to design a game right my a thought I think that I would have would be something along the lines of I want to try and make sure that it like all of the players have a pretty good balanced experience so that they can play within a safety net of balance and then they can imbalance it as they want or they can maintain a balanced fun experience so that everyone always has a good time right, right. so that you don't have these games where like you know shit hits the fan and everything fucks up and somebody like just dies turn one and can't play anymore like I'd want to pre prevent that right and, and as like we talked about like, well we'll right. just as let them what happened with root like that is like the main goal is when you're designing like like i've designed a crap ton of fan content for root that's right. the main goal is the whole game is based on it being asymmetric but balanced that's like exactly how the, exactly. the game only works if everything is asymmetric but balanced but balanced yeah and this game works manages to create a In system bite which which bit? works where it's like everything's asymmetric and not balanced at all and yeah. it works <laughs> and, you're, and like that's the the imbalance is part of it and you're like that seems what? risky as hell right it's like risky as hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey man and i it sounds i mean so it sounds like decoy you like it right yeah it's fine like and, I, oh okay okay and, everything endgamer said is true i'd much rather prefer play to nemesis play or nemesis something yeah. because it it hits more of my niches than betrayal does Sure, Whereas sure. he doesn't really remember all of the mediocre ones. Those are the ones I remember. I remember the mediocre games. Ah. I don't remember the best games of Betrayal I've ever played because they were like they're all right, they're cool. But I remember right. the bad ones. Like I remember, I remember uh, more. the haunt, the the one I keep referring to, mm -hmm. where the haunt went and then ended immediately. The game ended immediately. And I remember <laughs> right. another one where there was there was a something. It was sort of like the game that we just played where whoever got uh, the evil person just right. like rolled everybody. It was so, just, it was like, just like, yeah, they were just like, the best character happened to get that that thing, and it was a mummy or something, and people died. And that was it. Right. And I I don't remember any of the really good games that I played. 
mm-hmm. and I don't know why. But like, the bad ones stick out to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's also one of those games that I do feel like, like because I have played through all of Legacy, and I've played a crap ton of regular Betrayal, I've probably played, I'd say, 30 to 40 games of Betrayal. Okay. So out of those, I can recall and tell you a story about six of them that were amazing and awesome and had a cool story. And there's some amount of them that were like just met and whatever that were fun. And then there's some percentage of them that were bad. And so it, it is a game that gets better the more you play it. Not because you find this innate depth of coolness, you know, like with Root or with Nemesis, where you start to understand the systems and you can, you can, and then like, it opens like a egg, you crack, you crack it open and then boom, there's a cornucopia. Yeah. Right. It's not like, yeah, yeah. it's more just like you just need to play it a bunch and play it within that magic circle where you're having enough fun on the medium times that you get these big spikes where you're like, that was awesome. I and, see. And also, you know, personally, you know, where, you know, where decoy is like, man, that was a bummer of a game where like, we just the guy who just happened to, to be the haunt happened to be next to the door. For me, that would be one of the awesome games. You know, that's like, <laughs> that's exactly the game, basically the exact same thing that happened when we killed the Shogoth, you know, like, right, you kill him, like, turn have the right item. The guy happened to be next to it. He walked in and punched the shit out of him and killed him. And it was over. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, like, if I was in that game, I'd be like, that's so fucking cool. I just happened to have the orb and happened to be next to the door, and I just got the hell out of there. And you yeah, all yeah. fuck, you know? That, that's like the scary movie version of horror movies. It's like a, it's right. like, like, like a riff. Like, <laughs> and I find that exhilarating. And I find that awesome. But The I player can... who, who, who got out just, like, looked around and was like, oh, I guess I can just leave. And, like, right. blank face. Nothing. Like, it's like, yeah. okay, I guess the game's over now. And right. stared at each other. Right. Like nobody <laughs> nobody got anything out of that. Right. Right. Which right. is where like that magic circle is Yeah, it depends very, on the players at that very point. Very important in this game. Right. Where like I've played a couple times with my wife and she just does not get the game. She doesn't like the game. She's not sure. really like into B horror movies or any of that. And she just mm-hmm. has a bad time every single time she plays it. So I'm just right, right. playing with my wife because I'm like, you know what? It's okay. This is yeah, not we'll a play game something else that we like. Yeah, sure. There's other games that we like to play. Yeah. I will play with my other friends. It's not a big deal, you know? And, you know, when we played through that legacy, all four of the, all the, the four people that I were playing, me and my three friends, we were all really invested in betrayal. We all loved betrayal and we all like, we had that magic circle and it, and it worked so much better because of that, because every single time, even when it was kind of a womp womp game, we were like, mm-hmm. Yeah, take that. Like, I was the dude and I like kicked your ass like right off the bat, and that was awesome. You know, like we were in, yeah. it, in it to win it and in it to in, in it to, to for the story from the beginning throughout, you know. Yeah, so, like it's it's important how you start it as a, just as important as like how what happens and how you end it. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. And like and it's kind of important that everyone is on the same page too. Because the thing is you could totally play this game and be kind of slapstick about it. Mm-hmm. And it would work, and you would probably have fun, but everyone at the table would have to be doing that, or you're going to kind of start messing it up for people. So, like, right, I happen to right. play with people who are, like, really, like, love horror movies and love the, uh, the like, little bit of tongue-in-cheek that is in Betrayal, mm-hmm. and the little bit of kind of, like, poking fun at the B-horror movie genre, 
right. but kind of you have to kind of like play it close to your chest and real and like that's how we play and we all play like that so we all enjoy it but i i have played with random people who are just like oh my gate my guy my guy's named jimmy joe bob and he's a six shooting cowboy and like they kind of like go takes it away takes yeah (laughs) right you're like no no he's not though like leave us yeah yeah that's the fourth wall is so broken. Oh yeah, it like breaks the fourth wall so quickly. You know, it's like very right, jarring. Yeah. Like you'd be watching, you know, it's it's basically like scary movie. Like like as right. Shaman said, you know, like okay, you can do that, but like everyone in the magic circle has to be doing that. And then it would be fun. You know, like right. you can play uh, you know, a and d campaign where you're all fucking jesters and or you know, you're all cards <laughs> or something and, and doing funny shit or you know, doing Scooby Doo bullshit. And as long as everyone in the magic circle is doing that, it's funny. It's I, fine. Oh, okay. I but when you only have one person doing it, all <laughs> I do hard disagree with this because okay. it always ends up that the funny character has the most tragic thing happen to them. <laughs> you have like, oh, I'm Bozo the Clown. And then like 20 turns in, there's not enough time. We've got to get out of here. I'll hold him on. No, Bozo! <laughs> you know? Right. But I would say that that is everyone playing into that magic circle of, okay, we're all going to be a little bit silly. And it's funny that Bozo the Clown, who was so funny at the beginning, and we all were laughing at his jokes, now is this tragic character. As opposed to, we're all trying to be like the serious, grim investigator. And then all of a sudden, there's a clown. And you're like, like clown. yeah, who's like, why are you here? Yeah. You're like me- yeah. you're messing with the vibe, man. You, you gotta agree to disagree. Sometimes you just need you need that wild card. I'm not wild saying card. everybody has to be clowning. I'm not no, saying no, this right. person not. has to be it's like yeah, everyone has to be okay with that, the You know, <laughs> yeah, the unexpected. Yeah, I feel you. That kind of adds to the horror genre too, right? Like you don't really know exactly like that character you said. Everybody who wants to just make the house weird, like. So everybody just has their own flair. Yeah, I could see both sides of it. That's interesting. Right. And so like, SP, it sounds like you like it too. So it sounds like we're in, in agreement. Yeah. You have to be able to tolerate a little bit of jank. You know, we've described yeah. it right. 10 times before. There's a lot of randomness. And right. some of the haunts are not as well written or t- well tested as some of the other haunts. That being right. said, if you're looking for, I just want my cheesy B-movie horror game. And me and all my friends are just going to go through this spooky haunted house and random stuff is going to happen to us. We're it, it's the perfect game. It, it is just a, a chef's kiss. load of fun. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, so this is my final question before we get to the weight and the ranking. So great. Um, the the like system, the, the, the box. I mean, we talk about the box numbers with all the games we cover, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but speci- the specific box number. So we already said three to six players, but we played two, right? Um, mm-hmm. It puts it at a six, at sixty minutes, which I think that's going to vary. So that's a tough one because your mileage yeah. is going to be totally different. Yep. But the age range I wanted to ask you guys about because you all are like betrayal pros. So mm-hmm. the age um, limit or limit, but the age like recommendation uh, says twelve and up. Um, and I'm curious because like it's a horror genre, so you know mm-hmm. it's like oh PG thirteen movie, like it's scary. Like yeah. make sure that like yeah. it might scare the kids, give them nightmares. So that that could be traumatic. I get that, right? right? But I don't like. I'm. I guess I'm wondering how like the horror genre part of it doesn't seem as like 
I think it's like the unknown of what's going to come next in the game is like a little bit sort of like, ooh, like I'm a little bit scared, like what might happen? But it's it's not like a jump scare or like a demon with a chainsaw growing out of its head or something that's going to like yeah. visually traumatize you, quote unquote. Right. It's more, I, it's more I so mean, like I think it's also more just like style. It's also probably just more them covering their bases on like, we can write whatever we want in these haunts. And yeah, not, okay. not really worry about it, where it's like, there's a zombie with who's going to eat your brains. And if you like tell that to like an eight-year-old, they're going to be like, there's a zombie that's going to eat my brains? Yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. It's, yeah, it's the horror elements are not super crazy, right? It's yeah. like, oh, there might be a mirror covered in blood, and that's about it, right? There's yeah, no yeah. graphic de- depictions of violence or anything like that. Oh, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, right. I, uh, I, I hard disagree on that. There's Betrayal one. Legacy is different. I will oh, well, say that. Okay. No, no, no. Betrayal Legacy, I, I, best 16 plus. Because, okay, okay. I'm joking, because there is one card that is, I think, maybe in, it's at least in 2nd Edition and Legacy and 3rd Edition, which okay. is Jonah's Game. And it's literally just an event where you see a little kid beat the shit out of another kid. And you're like, well, that was oh. fucked up. And it's called like oh, Jonah's game, and Jonah's just like, I want to have all the turns, and beats the crap out of another kid with a top, and you're whoa, just dude. like, whoa, that's intense. All right, so there is some horror in there. Yeah, so there's I definitely just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Do we think, like, is is that right, or do you think you could go younger? Uh, I don't think just... you could go younger. Yeah, I think I mean, it's a, like the me... game does get a little meaty in terms of the reading. There's a lot of reading. A lot. Of oh, reading. that's true. That's a fair point. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's like any any media. It's like, you know, it's twelve unless you know really know the person. You know, it's like sure an sure. R-rated movie is seventeen or with your a parent who knows what the hell they're talking about. You know, it's like, I right. say... yeah, and if, yeah, yeah. Like if I have a an eleven year old who's like, I love horror movies and you know, reading books and playing games and you're like, oh, cool, right, right. dude, like, you're right, going to love this. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, they're like... 60 minutes is fake. I, I've never gotten oh. a game of the trail done in <laughs> I, 60 minutes. I have, I've gotten, like, <laughs> I have gotten, like, one game that was maybe, like, 45 minutes and it was because the haunt started immediately. Yeah, like, turn we, one. Yeah. Right, the yeah. haunt started turn one and then it was, like, a normal length haunt, which is about Thirty to forty-five minutes is usually about how long the haunt phase lasts, Part, right? And it just so happened that that started immediately, <laughs> like minute one. Decoy was right. your fast one, sixty minutes. Do you remember, like whether he just left oh, that right was away? So long ago, it was probably oh, okay. on the faster side, but yeah. it was probably still an hour. It was probably still right. sixty minutes. Okay, none right. of okay. the games that I played. Right, I'd say typically yeah. more like an hour and a half to two hours, but okay. Yeah, off, okay. uh, so you have to set up the whole thing. You have to make sure everyone understands what they're doing. Especially and like as we said, there's a lot of reading with people yeah. who haven't played the game a lot. You have to kind of explain a little bit of right. what's that, going on. That, yeah, I always okay. feel like okay. that that number is always for like if you are playing with four people who have played this game four or more times, then you can maybe then get it. Then it is this number. Right? Yeah. It's like Root's number is like 60 to 120 like minutes. You, yeah. You're like, no, <laughs> no, no. <it's> not. <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> the first time you play. The first time is like a four-hour game. It's like a four-hour game, right, yeah. <laughs> And not even that, because there's tournament games that are five hours long, and those people have played like a hundred right, games. Right, right. So right. it's like, uh. hey, that's uh, that was I blame I blame Sandbox for that one. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of decoy was in one of those. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, with you and Sandbox, and all yep. of us are very, very deliberate, very, very deliberate, very yeah, taking time. Rough. Yeah, that was yeah. really rough. I would argue. So this is a game that you can buy at Walmart, right? Yep. Right. So yep. I've played with a lot of casual people where. Catan maybe is the most intense they've gotten. Mm, sure. Um, 
if you're playing, you have to have at least one person that kind of has played board games to kind of guide people, or else yeah, it's just yes, going to be a definitely. lot of reading and rules confusion. Yeah. But um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a gateway game in the sense of, oh, you know, you can just buy it off the shelf and you can just run it. You know, I, I, would, I would argue, yeah. though, that it, as long as you have one person who has played the game a couple times, you can kind of play with anybody. Like, I, oh, yeah. I played oh. this game with, uh, like, my wife when we started dating, my wife and her brother and her brother's fiance. Okay. Um, and you know, I was like, like, they like, 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 SP was Shaman was saying, like, they're like kind of Catan people. Like, sure. that's like what their their family plays. And we were able to play the game, and like everyone had kind of a good time. It was actually that was the time I think I was the mermaid. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was like I was just like yeah, like everyone understood. I was like, this is a pretty simple game. You're gonna have stats. You're gonna roll. Easy, right. Easy. Like yeah, and then the events are gonna happen, and you just you narrate it. Like right. And yeah. and that's kind of like for the most part, I would say you know like eighty percent of the rules are on the cards. So all you really need to know is like you can move as far as your speed and you can punch right. as high as your might and that's going to change throughout yeah. the game. You flip these right. cards over and good or bad stuff happens to you. You flip these cards over, you'll get items that will I will say good newer additions yeah, yeah. tend to have a lot more guides. Even Widow's Walk was the first one that has that whole kind of like fold out with all the different haunt charts and all the different terms and stuff like that. Right. So much more useful. Which rooms have a window? Boom. There it is right there. You don't have nice. to literally look yeah, you at each room and be like, is there a window down there in that right. tile? Is that, right. is that a window? Is that a or is that a bed? <laughs> what the fuck or... is that? Is, is that, that a mirror that's like looking yeah, that is, yeah. I, I Actually, I don't know if there's any of those sorts of haunts in, in, in third edition because I just have, I've only played, I think, three games of it so far. Um, where there are some wonky things in the haunts where it's like, okay, you have to... Like I think the cat one, you like you have to make a paper airplane and then get to a room that has a window. And all of a sudden you're like leaning over your table like going, the fuck Does room have a fucking window. Where are the windows? No, okay, not that one. But this one? This one? Okay. And so like it's just like the 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 nature of the beast that some of the people who wrote the haunts do something like that, where some other people are like, make a paper airplane and go to one of these three rooms. And right, that's how you right. escape. And you're like, okay, great, cool, awesome. And yeah. some people like there's one where like you the <laughs> there's one where the the traitor uh like hides in a room and the whole thing is you like is the the regular people wandering around and trying to guess, but the way that they're guessing what room you're in is, is they are like basically playing guess who, where they're like, Okay, are you in a room? that has oh, chairs weird. and they have to ask that sort of question and you're like no i'm not in a room with chairs and so now they have to look at every single time go okay okay this room has a chair they're not chairs. In that room. this room has a chair right. they're not in that That's one okay silly. And, wow. and it was like a very interesting way to be like okay we're like we're basically playing guess who with these like guess who you, with this art on this right that, like <laughs> you get to like lay out every single tile in the game and then hide and it was like, oh, that was really, really smart. I did a really bad job of choosing the room because it just uh, happened to be that they were like, were, and my friend is a fucking lawyer. So he was able to like fucking just like oh, into yeah. it out of my he his got brain. you on the cross. Yep. He, yeah, he figured out like really, really good questions to ask. And I was just like, God damn it. Yeah, damn and like figured it out in two turns. But it's like, oh, that was really, that was interesting. So it has this like because of the way the art works and the, the way the board goes together and stuff you can get these right kind of wonky 
uh, just awesome stories. We have a thing that we have to reconcile here, and that's the weight of this game. So do you yeah. guys, don't say it if you know it, do you know what BGG claims the weight of Betrayal is? I'm going to guess. And if you don't, oh. if you don't know, yeah. So we always guess. Um, yep. We always have uh, to. Well, okay. We even always guess. I always make Decoy guess. I don't know if he even mm-hmm. likes guessing anymore. But he's getting pretty good at uh, getting pretty close. I'm gonna guess. Um, and we see where we're at, and like kind of if we agree with what they claim is the weight. Uh, I'm gonna guess two seven. Two, I'm gonna guess three. A solid three. Oh, okay. So right at medium, medium, medium minus. I say. All right, Decoy. What do you think? All right, uh, bad news. I accidentally saw what the weight was for this game. This is going to happen occasionally. Oh, so yeah, okay. Well, hey, that's um, okay. So we got, we got these guys guessing then, so that's nice. Okay. My, I, I think I was trying to figure out what my guess would have been. I think it would have been around 2.7. maybe. Yeah, 2. Okay, 6. yeah, 5, with these guys, like 2.7. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's lower than what you all think, 2.39. Yeah, it, exactly, oh, wow. it is exactly the problem that, like, the weight is always lower than you think it should be. Right. Like, yeah, we always, we always overestimate what how how complex people people think games are. Well, I feel like the the problem with BGG and I, I've talked with my wife about this because I always try and use that complexity number to convince her to play a game and she's like sure. that game yep. that that's a fake number. Right. Because <laughs> that number is based off of people who play enough board games that they will go on to BGG and rate a game. And then rate it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So of those people, yeah, they're going to say, yeah, this is a two. No big deal. Yeah, it's easy. It's no Even big deal. Easy games. As opposed to if you asked my wife what the complexity of this game is, she'd be like, this is like a four. Are you like crazy? A, it's super complicated. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what do we think? Let's reconcile what. So how how weighty, quote unquote, is Betrayal then, right? Is it that medium light? Like, so just to give you, so Fort is a little, is higher. For example, mm-hmm. uh, wow. Dominion is barely lower. Wingspan is higher. Um, Whoa! Right. Uh, so, like, do we do we think? So let's 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 like take off our BGG. We understand all these games hat for a minute, just for like maybe the casual game mm. person, right? Would betrayal be something that is of the the flavor of a fort or a wingspan in terms of the ability to teach them, the ability for them to understand it easily? Dominion is barely below it, two point three five. Or do we think that it deserves to be up a little bit higher in that sort of like, yeah, like you like end game, like you said, your wife was right. Like, well, this is mm-hmm. way too high for me, whatever. Do we like, where do we think it should be if we weren't the BGG people? Yeah, um, uh, I would say it's definitely higher than Wingspan and Fort in my brain. Okay, I haven't played Fort, uh, but okay, okay. I know the general gist. I've seen it played. So I have yeah, a general idea. Right. And it's like Wingspan it's light. is such a straightforward game. It's like, gather these resources, play these cards. And, like, it's got a low-skill floor, but a high-skill ceiling. You know, they, mm-hmm. you can create all sorts of crazy combos. Right. But I am confident I could easily teach, you know, some of my family members Wingspan Yes. any day over Betrayal. Ah, See, interesting. I, 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 this is so funny. I am going to say the exact opposite thing. <laughs> all right. I think that this belongs under Wingspan. Really? Because... Because in a weird way, I think overall the complexity of this game is higher than Wingspan. But teaching this okay. game is more simple than Wingspan. Because there's a lot going on in Wingspan, and it's all over the place. You have to be there's reading... There's like eight levels of scoring. Yeah. Right. There's, you, have to be, there's, there's, you have to understand that you're building 
an engine and how that engine works. It's like its own genre of game that is not like anything else, which okay. this also is, but all, all like we said before, almost all of the rules are on the cards that you're playing from the bat. So you right. can tell somebody you're just going to move your number of speed. You're going to punch your number of this and you're going to flip over these cards and read them. And if you give someone that those amount of information, they yeah. can play 80% of this game and understand it and learn it as they play, as opposed to Wingspan, which the first time I played at like eight o'clock at night and nobody else had played the game. So we we're Ooh, just learning it all together. It together yeah. And it took us like two hours. <laughs> right. And yeah. it one of the people harder, was like, like, it was a really long day. One of the people was like falling asleep during other people's turns. It was just oh. like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it, it was just not a good way to learn Wingspan. So <laughs> I see. So Decoy, be our tiebreaker because you you've know Wingspan probably enough, I would say. I don't know. Yeah. This is they're all in the same bracket. Like yeah. arguing okay. one over the other is going to be really difficult for right. me because if we're going with the family example, I'm not teaching either of these games, like any of those to my family. <laughs> no one's learning fort, no one's learning wingspan, no one's learning betrayal. Right, I'm right, right. Teaching like I'm definitely not teaching Dominion. Like we're we're gonna like struggle with Catan probably. Right. Like, See, this is why sure. this is why we're I'm trying to design a simple board game because I want to be in that niche of people teaching their family, as opposed right, to yeah. the niche of teaching your other, your weird nerdy friends who <laughs> all love games already. Right. Right. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. I so I didn't find it. So I'm the newest to this game. So I didn't find it that difficult to learn. Um, but I did find it weird. So I guess I'm just used to like games giving you an objective at the beginning and the teacher of the mm. game being like okay here's what here's how you win and dequo was like okay so we're in this house and he just like started doing story stuff and i was like wait like, wait, yeah, what wait, the fuck is like stop. what do i do though what's happening yeah, like, I didn't, rewind. He was like, that like, doesn't right. matter we're just doing this thing and i was like yeah oh, like, wander wander around yeah all, all, the, all the thing happens is we're, we're just a bunch of this is a this is a b movie from the 90s like we're just a right. motley crew of, of people who have you know, like met each other in a parking lot and decided to check out the haunted house at the top of the hill right. and the door slammed behind us which is like, that figure which it is, out like, right which right, is that great thing about third edition where they're like there's an open house you're all here but something is odd, odd like it gives house, you right. like four you know yeah, three sentences direction. and which is a little like, bit of direction yeah okay i can i can grab onto that for that I don't person know if that direction learning. was necessarily like i don't think i needed that direction i just expected it so maybe right. like I didn't find learning it difficult, I don't think, but I mm -hmm. found it a little bit jarring to not have something to like work toward. So right. maybe in like some ways, like if a newer person was coming to this game who was like you familiar with Catan or familiar with Wingspan or plays, you know, a game where it's like, okay, you want to score these points to win the game. Well, that you don't see how to win until the second half of the game and you right. have no idea what your win objective even is or what you should do until you it's like a surprise, right? Right, exactly. So I found like, that a little bit tougher to learn because I wasn't familiar with that style of thing. But I think other than that, it was a pretty simple and a pretty smooth learning experience. Like right. the mechanics were pretty simple, the dice made sense, like you said, the movement made sense. It was all very relatively simple, I think. Right, right. It's all one, very, one very pared down. Yeah. yeah, one point in favor of this being like a little bit more complexity, and one of the things that I've had problems with playing this game is inevitably when I play this with a new group or just the same friends we've been playing with, the type of people who I think would enjoy this game in my group of games, because the people who are really, really into board games, we wouldn't play this. We'd play something a lot heavier like Nemesis. Sure. So mm -hmm. 
I play this with people who are a little bit more, a little bit less experienced with board games in general and haven't played all of these things. Right. And inevitably, in betrayal, the most quiet, introverted, <laughs> mousy person always ends up as the traitor. Yeah. Every time. Send that person every time into a separate room, <laughs> and they have to be like, "I have to go away. I don't like, want to go what? away." Like, right. And, and, and then, like, yeah, it's then. it's always yeah. You're right. It's always like the little mousy person, and then you're like, okay. How do and we they come them? back and they're like, okay. Okay, what so, do I do? Like, I have I'm, the rules, but I don't understand. Like, I'm an axe me? murderer, and you're like, are you though? <laughs> yeah, you don't sound yeah. very scary. Yeah. So that part, especially if you're not used to being put on the spot, is yeah. is very can be very, very difficult. Yeah. Like, you really would, like, hope the most extroverted uh, board gamer person gets to the trader, yeah. like, yeah. to, like, really sell the whole thing. Except that's not really how the game works, unless you want to, like, specifically... Like, kind of force it. Yeah, yeah, force it so that one more experienced players is is playing the traitor, and then maybe maybe that's better. Which which we have actually done a couple times if I'm playing with, like, a lot of new players who have not played the game before. I've been like, okay, and then I'll I'll just be the traitor. It's fine. Because I know how this game works. And And it's it's easier if y'all work together. And then you all can figure out how to work together to beat me. I've done that probably two or three times out of the whatever, like I said, 40-some-odd times that I've played. Sure. Um, because eventually, it, it it's a game that, like I said before, it gets better the more you play, and it gets better the more you play with the same people, because everyone that that magic circle that we've been talking about so much gets stronger and stronger the more you play this game, and everyone starts to get how the game works and buy into the the kookiness basically of the game. And knows, okay, one of us is going to have to go into the other room, and that's fine. And they get comfortable with doing that. They get comfortable with being the traitor. And and then it, everything is good. You know, like, yeah, so yeah. It, it's a game that gets better the more you play. And more you play with more the same people. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I think what we got to do now is we got to do uh, everyone's favorite part, and that's rank this one against the other games we've covered so far. Oh yeah, can you can you put that? I definitely will. Yep, I've already. Yep, I sent it on its way. Uh, It's uh, in there now. Um, That's our list. It's gotten rather uh, rather extensive now. Raspberry Man is at the top now. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So. My first, very upset about that. my first thing I love is just like your initial reactions. What seems weird or what seems interesting or what seems cool or what seems dumb of, uh, of what you see before we start. <laughs> just because I have not yet played Brassbringer Man yet, um, I don't know if it should really be at the top. And the thing the like stuff I've seen of that game is it's just not the game for me. It's like sure. too much complex systems working together. I'm just like, nah. Miss okay. me it's... with that. But <laughs> it's not as bad as you think like it's not as bad as it looks but it is very dry like it right. the theming yeah. is very what it is like, if you don't if you don't like that then you might not like the game and that's fine yeah right um some Anything of these other seem weird some of these other ones i mean wingspan being so high would not be for me but that's Ooh. oh i see he doesn't like that <laughs> I, I have i have the the possibly uh i actively dislike wingspan because oh, yeah. uh we talked about this the last time i was on the there is a scale for me on games of luck versus skill okay and that for me wingspan is super far on the luck side and, and on and the, another axis of that luck versus skill 
is is this a solo game that you happen to be playing next to other people or is this a highly interactive interactive game, game right right yep. and the interactivity in at least base wingspan i know some of the expansions add a little bit more interactivity yeah they do yeah but the base game wingspan there's basically no interactivity right. so and i like games that are highly interactive and high skill and i find that wingspan is low interactivity and low skill and or at least and, low luck, and yeah. medium medium skill high luck but medium okay skill. And that, that made me feel a little bit better because i was like yeah, yeah. i've been trounced by people in wingspan <laughs> sure. so, better sure. engines than yeah me. and you can right. that yeah i that, that's not to say that you cannot be good at wingspan right. it's just that like there is a high degree of luck in addition to the high de- uh, medium amount of skill that is involved mm-hmm. there, where it's just like I don't know, I just I've played games of Wingspan, where I'm just like yeah, I just didn't just didn't get any of my engine rolling. I just never got the rolls that I needed, and I never pulled any of the birds that I needed, and it just never didn't got work off out this time. Right, never worked. And the 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 secret bonus ones that I got were not fulfillable by me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, didn't, um, didn't get the I will yet. say there's a high amount of interaction when somebody steals my fish for the third time. <laughs> Steal my fish. I, I needed that. Look, you are going for a bug build right now. All mm-hmm. your birds need bugs. Why are you taking my fish? Yeah. Why are you taking my yeah, fish? I'm that. building up the aqua. As as <laughs> also as the, the person coming back who was on the Parcheesi episode, I'm mad oh, yeah. that Parcheesi is so far down on the list now. It should definitely be I know. should definitely be above. Like freaking Scrabble, get out of here with fucking Scrabble, dude. dude see, I, I, would, put, I, I would needed put you back under Scrabble. That's my hot take. Oh shit, I do. I do not like Scythe. I do not like Scythe. Yeah, I don't like Scythe either. Dude. It's there. A lot of people love it. Yeah, I know. We, I, I also I don't really like it. So it's, that's that's good to know that we're not alone in that. Yeah, because a lot of people come on and they're like, "Oh, Scythe is so good." So this is good to know that we're not. Alone. Like, no, yeah. no, Scythe. This is not actually that, that good. Me, I can only hold one thing in my brain. I've got single large brain cell. Right. <laughs> one single large brain cell. That's it. And Scythe requires so much multitasking and so much knowledge of the game prior yes. to it's like, oh, oh my I got God, this so board heavy. with this faction. Okay, I need to focus on this. To me, all the boards look identical. Right. Like, I, yeah, I didn't they know do. the difference. Yeah. And then, uh, so I focus on my little tiny thing. It's like, ooh, I got a little oil. Well, you know, I'm, I'm cooking up. Maybe I can get a star. And I finally get my first star. And then the game's over. And, like, everyone's got, like, four or five stars. And I'm just like, <laughs> right. what like, happened? Well, fuck, yeah. How, how did that even happen? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's also, like, odd that you have, like, randomly, like, under a bunch of very, what I would say, modern games, Go and chess right next to each other, and then a bunch of other modern games. Ah, yeah, it's gonna be funny. Oh, then we, yeah. we knew this was gonna be a thing. Like we're gonna yep. re-rank these at some point at the end of the season, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna do something with this. I feel like we both you... like those games in theory, but we don't actually want to play them. Well, at least right. Yeah. I feel like you need right. almost you need almost like um, legacy in the, the the different term of the word, like a legacy list and then a modern list. Oh, we're, yeah. We're like yeah. okay, out of like. Go and chess and Parcheesi and dominoes and checkers and backgammon and like Old Chinese checkers. Yeah. Okay, what's that list? And then what's the actual modern game list? Which I know is not really in the spirit of this show. The whole spirit of the show is we're making fucking one list. It's gonna have every yes, game on right. everything against <laughs> everything else, and then we're gonna fight about it. That's that's right. That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it, fun it, though to see sometimes like a game that's more modern get beaten by 
order, right? I love, for example, like right now that Nefetoffel is above Scythe, a game that was lost <laughs> and nobody knows is above a game that people have strong feelings about. Like, yeah. like shit like that is like a highlight for me, right? So like, yeah, I right. can see it. I can see it being both ways though, but yeah. All right, well, hey, so um, what we've been doing since we have 30 games on the list now, I know I didn't number them for you guys, but what we've been doing is we've been um, talking about the game we had just covered and then putting it above or below, and then seeing what strikes us after that. And just to give mm -hmm. you guys uh, context, so in gamer, you know this already, SP, since you're the newest to the show, um, what we do is we have no rules at all when we get to the ranking. We just go based on the vibe of our conversation we've had and what we feel. We're not looking at it like objectively in any way. It's not like, mm -hmm. well, this one scores points from this and loses points from that, and then we put them against them. We don't do any of that. It's just like, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what feels good like in this moment with what we've been doing, what we've been saying. I, um, I'll so, go ahead then. I think yeah, it's yeah. about Corridor. Uh, that's, oh, that's, do you? That slot right there. I love okay. me some Corridor. But Hell yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I'd, I, I I'd put better it, vibes from Betrayal. I'd put it definitely above Corridor and above Scythe. Ooh. Okay, so just for, our, just for everybody to remember and our listeners too, so Corridor is right now number 13. So we're in the top half. Scythe number mm -hmm. 12. So you, we'd be you're approaching the top 10. Cosmic Frog is our 10th at the moment. Right. And my, my problem is I have not played Neftal. Fla, fla, fla. The sneeze game? <laughs> I have not played the sneeze game. You can just or, call it Viking chess. Or right. Cosmic yeah, Frog or Tokaido. I've not played any of those three games. Oh, no. Okay. So That's, fine. That's okay. Uh, They're pretty fun, I, I have to say. Hypothetically, it could go somewhere in there. I can understand it not being able to bypass the chess the wall of chess. The chess go wall. Although, yeah. although personally, I would put it above wingspan, but a wingspan is so high on this list that ah, um, uh, it's getting awkward. Yeah, it's getting awkward. Yeah, because personally, wingspan should be down like below corridor for me. I gotcha. Okay, and and then this should be up like right below chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So we're in the, in the 10th-ish range. That's pretty good. Tokaido was the one we just covered. That's, so we're in that same sort of ballpark. Yeah, and I, I like watched a game of Tokaido on YouTube a decade ago and was like, oh, oh yeah. it's a cool game, and then never played it. So Interesting. But, it, it's, um, it's a fun game. Yeah, it's, Decoy it's, loves Decoy likes it a lot. Yeah, Decoy it's, it's friendly. Yeah. It's happy. Like, it's, it's very it's casual, like very friendly. A palate cleanser game. Yeah, yes. I, I love a good palate. Very easy. I feel like... Um, uh, so people may or may not know, I am a, a, a burgeoning game designer myself. Heck yeah. And, and I feel like I re, I, I love, that's like a niche that I love of being that like kind of casual wind down game. Because yeah. I find that those games are so important and they are often the games that I go back to. Yes. Because at the end of a long night and they're like, everyone's kind of like looking at their watch and they're like, I don't know, it's like 9.30. We can play like one more game. But it's got to be not a four-hour... It's got to be a game right. that you can explain to everybody in, like, five minutes. You can play it in, like, 30. And everyone is, like, you're not... You're never, like, that was the best game I ever played. But you're always, like, oh, that was... That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I made, I'd like... Right. I, I made a couple, like, cool decisions. You know, like, for, for my game group right now, that game is Zuro. Okay. Um you know, you're just like you're picking up tiles, you're moving stuff around the board. You like laugh a little bit when you're like, ah, my dragon ran into your dragon. Ha <laughs> ha. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I love that like kind of niche. Um, nice. Well, it's sorry, a good no, one for that. Yeah, it's a good one in that niche to speak to Tokaido. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, so decoy, you are a Tokaido fan. You know Betrayal pretty well. Are you in agreement with these guys because they're kind of putting it around that 10, 11, 12, 13 range? Do you think yeah, that's about that right? Yeah, that's about right. Not okay. passing chess. Personally, I'd rather play Tokaido. 
Mm-hmm. And then, okay. like, I've significantly cooled on Cosmic Frog. Like, I don't oh. think I want to play that okay. right now. Okay. Like, maybe. I want to play it about as much as I want to play Betrayal again. Ah, so maybe... And I, and I don't want to play... And that, here's the funny part. I don't want to play Nefetoffel. Oh, no. I don't okay. want to decide. Corridor I'd play, though. Ah, <laughs> so we might have so some like, things moving, yeah. Yeah, so, so like, where, like, where do we put this really in here? Good. I don't know. I have, to, I have to think about it a little bit more. But I, I wanted to speak to Cosmic Frog specifically. So um, uh, Endgamer said he hasn't played SPA. Do you know Cosmic Frog at all? Uh, I've wanted it, but I know nothing about it. I just saw a giant frog, and I said... So? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Heard that. Yep. That, that, that is a, my exact experience with the game too. I saw this picture. My, that's a giant oh, that's, fucking frog. Uh, it's like yeah. eating planets. Yep. Yeah. So that sign me the fuck up. <laughs> so the randomness of betrayal that y'all have talked about, uh-huh. um, and this was a point that I wanted to make anyway. So this is the perfect time for it. So mm-hmm. I don't know betrayal that well, but you guys do, and I know Cosmic Frog very well. So. Mm-hmm. The randomness of Cosmic Frog reminds me of what when y'all talk about the randomness of betrayal. Oh, so I, I I feel like they had they're sort of like kindred spirits, two sides of the same coin. Kindred spirits, yeah. It's like they're not the 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 way that each game approaches randomness and the way that each game interacts with it is very different. Mm. Um, but the uh, it's the sort of vibe, the, maybe not the storytelling part, but the like you just sort of lean into it and you just sort of go with what you can because you know there's so much randomness that you can't really optimize. Like right. that is built into the game design of that game too, and mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, but also like not for everyone. Like we've like I feel like we could say similar things about it that we just said about betrayal. Right. So they they kind of strike me as like yeah, like kindred spirits almost in an interesting way, which makes me kind of want to start there. Uh, that's a good question. There's one giant bird you said and a medium sized cat. Uh, frog. <laughs> I don't know if I've had know. a game with a frog. So I mean, uh... maybe we. You know how many amphibians per amphibians per capita? I think Frog wins yeah, on that one. Amphibians per capita, yeah. <laughs> now, now I need to look through the uh, fucking the, all the haunts, yeah, the haunts, and see if there's a giant frog in any of them. <laughs> I have only played Betrayal one time, so I think I'm gonna lean on Decoy's judgment and then y'all's judgment uh, over my own. But I'll give my two cents, and then I'll let y'all sort of see where it falls. I think. Based on what I've, like, this isn't a game I don't think necessarily that I'll want to, like, think about a lot, come back to a lot, and, yeah, like, I guess play a ton. Here, Here's actually maybe a, a good question. Um, okay. As, as someone who has not yet played Cosmic Frog, okay. in, in your perfect world, you've got Cosmic Frog on your shelf. Okay. Um, and, like, you, for, you know for sure for the next, like, six weeks that you're going to see your friends once a week. Okay. How many times are you playing Cosmic Frog in those six weeks? Ooh, that's a good question. I know, I and they've never played it before. It sounds like, right? I know. Yeah, let, let, let's say like once. you've played it, and like none of your other friends have. I know they'll play it once because when they look in there, they're gonna see it, like you guys just said, and they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, "The fuck is that? I need to try that." <laughs> which is which is a huge appeal point of it, right? Like the art design of it, definitely one hundred percent. It's the, so like, unique and that so initial diff- gut. I mean, I think all of us who play Root know that feeling very well. <laughs> Go on, I yes, only that. played Root because of the art. That what I want to play that. See, whatever that, that is, whatever that is. Yep. So I think that it'll it'll get it'll get tabled once for sure because of that. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I think it will highly depend on the group that you have and how much they enjoy the like living in the sort of art design and thematic world that the frog has you're in space not everybody likes space you're an amphibian who's like a super it's like a you're a um 
what's the word like a mm. what's the thing called when you have those big massive like robot creatures uh matt yeah but like there's a i can't think of the word um but anyway yeah like you're like your godzilla size basically or like kaiju. a massive mech size kaiju thank you i could not think of the term right. you're yes. you're you're a kaiju frog you're eating planet mass and you're mm. vomiting it out of your mouth into a vault that you can look at as like prize possessions like if you in, are interested in the craziness that is the thematic nature of mm. that then mm. you'll want to play that game a ton I think, right? Because it's like it's not something that you can sit and think and optimize and be like. Best thing to do is always this, and I've quote unquote solved the game for us as a, right. as a players. And now I want to crunch into a new thing. There's too much randomness to be able to do that. I think, at least for mm. what I understand it now. So yeah. I think at least once for sure, and then it'll depend. Betrayal, right. which is definitely the follow up question to that. I could see, right. I think, a similar answer. I think it's like, does right. the it's... group like the horror genre? If not, they probably won't want to play it, right? But if they do, right. and if it strikes them, I could see it getting happening right. every time, right? So I don't know what to do with that because, like, it's yeah. Because I feel like it, if the group likes the thing, then definitely yes. And if they right. don't, they'll probably like, bounce it could, a different. It style. could easily be like, okay, if like everyone is kind of like vibing with this a little bit, it could easily be one of those mm-hmm. things where you're like, we'll go. We're just playing this game every single time we hang out right. because it's different every single time you play. Yeah, I will say, even if you're not the biggest horror fan, what pulls you in is having all your friends there and just the B movie cheesiness of it. Yeah. It never feels like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to see someone's head roll off and, you know, blood splurt everywhere. It's just like, oh, a little goblin grabbed me by my ankles and now I got to roll or it's going to like drag me down to the basement. Right. Or, oh, the ballroom's <laughs> has a massive hole in it and I'm going to fall into the basement. Or, right. oh, I landed on a slide and now I'm going to slide down to the basement. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, wait, in this house, what? Yeah, that is, yeah, if you lean into that, I could see that being good and i like to so i think i can i can say this and then i'll let you guys figure out i think where it's gonna go like it doesn't the mechanical nature of it and like the design of it doesn't Mm. wow me and the games that are like wonderlands worn up Mm. kind of do that right so i think it's somewhere below at least that and then goes got the age thing going for it Mm. so i'm i think i'm somewhere in the like the cap of this being maybe like at number uh the new number eight for example at the mm. highest, I think. Um, and then after that, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty flexible because it just kind of, it's one of those like, it depends too much, I think. Like it doesn't have any like specific thing that really like sets it uh, like higher, higher, higher on the list, I think, other than the fact that it's like the one of a kind genre thing that really nails it. And like, nobody right. And I mean, if, and if you kind of look also at this list, once you get to like Scrabble and below, you're kind of talking for the most part about like very limited pieces and very limited rules. Yeah. And, and then everything above Scrabble is where you actually start to get into the, the kind of Euro style or American style of like pieces on a board, like dudes on a board. Right. Um, And, and, and like having to deal with like the concept of strategy. Right and, and and all of these. Not that there isn't strategy in 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 dominoes or or stratego or or checkers or any of those things, but dealing with like emerging strategies and metas and and all of those like the craziness of what 
Euro and American and, and modern style games have, which just happens to also happen in chess and go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, which kind of gets them there. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely belongs in that chunk of like, there are pieces on a board and there's like a, a board that moves around and they're like design that went into this like crazy contraption that you're kind of stuck in of playing the game, which, you know, I is, is can be said of kind of like scythe or, or it sounds like cosmic frog or yeah, yeah. You know, okay. all of the, all of those, those games. So I don't know. Okay. So somewhere in there, <laughs> I feel like I'm leaning toward 12 putting scythe below right below it maybe above corridor but i feel like corridor has a little bit more of an edge up maybe because of what it is so you're and saying what it, right what under, it has. under the sneeze yeah right under the sneeze <laughs> exactly um and right below okay. right above, well, now now um, i have to look up the sneeze yes now i have to do, yes, have to do research yeah yeah it's it's um it's a pretty special little sneeze i have to say but yeah, and I think too, like, so when, so um, Decoy and I uh, re-ranked after the end of season one, right? Mm. And then at the end of the season, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to like, basically like kind of reflect on the season and what we did and then maybe make mm. a, make some changes as we see fit based on, hey, have we played that game since we were really hot on it or whatever and like move some things around just to kind of have a, you know, mm. a more accurate representation. Mm. And I feel like when we do that, I'll probably want to put Corridor a little bit more up and mm -hmm. Scythe a little bit more down, for example. Not significantly. I think Scythe mm -hmm. stays above Catan, for example, but I, I do think it'll things will move, right? Right. And, and in lieu of like in lieu of having that conversation now, I feel like I kinda wanna put it above Scythe, knowing that corridor where I think I'll put it above betrayal. But for now that's not gonna happen. Kinda like you're gonna, you were saying you, you are gonna you're later on from now, at some later point, going to put corridor above betrayal. I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna smack you. Or <laughs> I could easily put corridor in front of the trail. Or it'll be like neck and neck. But like I, I, I think I like corridor, corridor more. Corridor is just a clean game. That's what I'm. It's so because corridor is do it's it's doing a different thing and it's doing it in a different way and it's doing it really well and it's doing it in a way that makes it so that I think anyone can play it and that's a unique thing. Like you were just saying, right? With the like you know, the games that aren't in that upper tier where they're really complicated and harder to do. It's like in that sort of like friendlier for like a family member who's not into games as much. You can teach Corridor to fucking anybody. Yeah. And and anybody can then find something good to come out of it. And sure. you can still I'm enjoy not, it while you're playing I'm it. And it's, and it's two to four players. Like it's, I'm not it's, happy you know? about the words you're saying, but I... <laughs> but you hear them, yeah. I hear them <laughs> and... I can go be mad about them by myself later. Right. But so so I think that's like when we get to that point, we're not there yet, obviously, but when we get to that point, I think I probably would do something like that. Obviously, it's not just me, right? Which is the lovely part of this. Mm. Um, but I think that's where I'm at. So I'm I interested mean, to see I, how y'all I'm kind of I could adjust easily that. go the exact same direction as you. So where I'm putting this is somewhere around Cosmic Frog. This is right okay. in the Cosmic Frog area. So right above it or right below it. That that's where I'm where I'm at. What what would be your tiebreaker um, of the two? Like, because they both kind of have randomness. Um, the the genre is significantly different. Maybe that's the the tiebreaker, or is there something different that you're thinking that you could use as like a? Well, I like you know the, the cooperative nature better, so I'll do that. Or I like the theme and the art, so I'll do that. Or you know what I mean? Maybe it's like which game? What what game does the job that it sets out to do better? Oh, okay. And I think the trail does it better for what it's trying to do. Okay. Okay. It, it's think... also had three iterations. 
yeah, plus, it, plus a bunch yes. of other things to do that. Yeah, room, like it know, has room. three iterations of a legacy format and an expansion or two, and it's gone through. And, and Scooby-Doo, okay? Yeah, Scooby-Doo. That's really important. <laughs> I've got Scooby-Fucking-Doo. All right, that's the tiebreaker, Scooby-Doo. It's Does it have Scooby-Fucking-Doo? That should be uh, that should be the, the beginning of each ranking segment. All right, so, well, does it have Scooby-Fucking-Doo? Because if it no, does or it doesn't, doesn't, that's going to determine... Under Betrayal, that's it. <laughs> Those are the rules. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Getting Gamey is produced by me, Mark Overstreet, a.k.a. Squid. And by me, Ray, a.k.a. Decoy. Music by Pixabay.com. Thank you.